0: Independent wrestling is pretty damn fucking
1: cool. We're sitting down in the spotlight and circle with Ryan, on. and we're trying to bring more awareness to the independent professional wrestling scene. Undoubtedly thankful for anybody that just decided to tune in and actually liked us enough to keep listening. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you so much for joining us right here on the flagship edition of Grapple Talk. I yes. am I am Nick Ragnar, joined by Jesse Von Rudin and Jesse. It's been a while, man. It's been a couple of weeks. We had, uh, I think, like, I was out of town. You were out of town, and then I was out of town, and then, like, something came up last week. So now we are here, the week of Wrestle. You know the cool thing
0: about this year's Road to WrestleMania for us, Nick? We were able to work a part-time schedule. What do you mean? Well, think about this. Almost every year leading up to WrestleMania, we're on every week. We are giving our oh, yeah. insights and thoughts and all that oh, stuff. Oh, that's so And important. this year, we are, we're on a part-time schedule. And tell you the truth, I feel very limber. Uh, my voice feels great. I am ready for WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, I almost just threw up when I did that, so uh, I'm not feeling too hot right now. Yeah. yeah, you're still going with it. You got it. Uh, lots of really great matches and things like that to talk about. And you know what typically happens, too? I don't know if this is accurate. But I feel like uh, weekends of uh, WrestleMania, we typically maybe have a show to do, too. So, uh, do you have a show this weekend?
0: Uh, No shows this weekend, actually.
1: Dude, we are, like, not even really doing local indies anymore <laughs>
0: yeah That's oh speaking weird. of which man okay so so i actually got a, a story about that oh this is a fun story so oh, sweet. We'll, we'll do a little we'll we'll save that for segment three a what story. oh yeah, come on not. man no I you got, got me pumped story. just share it now just share oh, it right okay, now okay I'm so, pumped. so 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 um good friday last week right yeah it's good friday so um me and the missus we ended up seeing um dessa over at uh, the Cavalier Thursday night. Oh sure. So we ended up getting Uber that night, and yep. you know whatever. So we spent like Good Friday mostly just like hanging out at the house, and then we were like, well, we both don't have our vehicles, so uh, we should probably go get those. And so of course we call up the Uber, and guess who was our Uber driver?
1: It was the RCCW owner. Yeah. Oh.
0: So. <laughs> so she's like, oh, so our driver Shay's gonna be here. I'm like, Shay, I know him. Oh and no, how did she, that go for you? Um, that was interesting. So literally. <laughs> We we start talking a little bad into her back and forth because, like, that's the one thing. Like, the missus really hates it when I talk to Uber drivers. She's just like, hey, they're, you're paying them for a service. You don't have to talk to them. I'm like, well, I know him. I have to talk to him I as well. I have to talk to him. And it was one of those things where it's just like, okay, now, like, uh, I don't know. So it always comes back to wrestling, right?
1: Yeah, it always does.
0: And it was like, hey, man, like I, I don't know what you're doing, like, on the 13th. Like, we're kind of in a pickle right now. And, like, uh, both me and Alex were thinking, like, maybe you want to come in and actually film. And I just changed the subject. Oh, you did! I k faved him, man. You k faved him. Yep. Yeah. I was fabed just like, him. I faved him, and I was just like, like honestly, I, I'm trying to get out, man. Yeah. Like I'm not going to take any extra bookings right now if I don't have to. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, man, I already got a jam packed like Saturday night. I'm not going to do this I like, on a sun like a Friday. Yeah. Why should I? You yeah. know, like why not? You know. Yeah, I get that. Yeah.
1: I get that completely. I mean. I guess I I can't understand the perspective fully because it is in town. But, like, Mm -hmm. for me, for example, at this point right now, if I have to travel. As of right now. As of right now. Right now when we're recording this, brother. Mm-hmm. If I have to travel more than like thirty-five minutes, I'm like I'm I'm out, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I did want uh, to to be honest. I oh did yeah, want to go yeah. to WrestleCon. That yeah. was on my calendar. It was set to go, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. I I found out that I had to go to work, and then all these fundraisers came up, and I was like, shit, if I don't go to those, I, it's like I have to go to those. Yeah. But they're not based around what it is my organization's doing. But it's like I still need to make an appearance at that. Yep. Yep. And you it's just like, dude, things things, things are hands. just. You know, things are – at this point for me – and this is why we always talk about this, right? And mm-hmm. it's not bad if that's the most important thing for you on that day. No, not For at me, all. I just have – I have other things going on that – and there's other things in life too on a day-to-day basis that's not even happening on weekends that just are more important than wrestling. So once Fridays and Saturdays come along, it's like I've already given everything I possibly can give earlier in the week and, mm-hmm. and I don't have that passion anymore. I've been thinking about that for a while too, you know? We did, um, and we're, we're going to talk about WrestleMania and NXT in just a sec here. But now we haven't we haven't talked for a while, so this yeah, is yeah, nice. It's this been a while. Is, yeah, yep. now we're just recording our our fun conversation that we would have be having dialogues. regardless if we were recording or not. But you know, for example, it's like when we did uh, ACW last, when I last did that with you, play by play. It's just weird, dude. Like I don't have the same passion to do that anymore like I used to. Yeah, it's like when we were doing it for New Age Wrestling, and then eventually, you know, when we did it for. 7rW and then we started you know did it for uh, phPw and then ACW eventually and whatever it's like it was always like this super fun exciting experience and I don't know if it's just doing it for so long and just kind of you know what what, what do they always say though? you're kind of you're like walking in motion what is that um, running in motion running in no it's um running in place no 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 it's spinning a, go, your, going through the motions I don't know what it is I think it's it, going it felt the it felt like we were putting a bunch of work into it yeah. but it's it like you know it was a lot of fun, and and the the camaraderie is great, but it's just like the passion just was gone. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and that's not to say anything bad about the product that's out there today, and and the guys that are there. It's just like, dude, I just I didn't have the same fun feeling as I had done. And you know, I'm just sitting there calling it. I'm like, oh, these guys are great. They're doing some great stuff in the ring, but I just don't have it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's weird. Um, and I think that's kind of played a large role. Now we. In RCCW in particular, we have a really fun thing going on with the Dojo Boys. We have a tables match coming up, and that's that's something that's fun. And it's you know it's once every you know month, once every two months, so it's not like it's taking a ton of time out of my schedule. i yeah, it's not, I'm not like these you have long to drive, road trips, like two hours round trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it's kind of been a fun way to keep doing that. But I mean, dude, like honestly, if there wasn't a local wrestling scene, I mean, this would probably be the only thing connecting me still to local indies. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it's kind of sad, but uh, yeah, I would get off my pedestal. I don't even know what we're talking about. What, what? What well, happened? I, you know, that's a good question. So I don't know. You think a lot of it is just like growing out of it? I don't, maybe. Yeah, you know? I don't know. And I think it's you know, it's things come up in life, right? So like when we first started doing this, I know that you know you had recently graduated from TC. Yeah. You were here at you were here at the uh, the TV station, and um, you know I was I was still in high school, you know. But then it's like. I got a I got a, a wedding to plan later this year. You yeah. have a you have a new gal in your life and things are, are going really well and you have new priorities. Mm-hmm. Like for me, for example, it's like when I was working at the TV station, it was like the the ultimate goal was to make it big, whatever that is, a bigger market, right? Let's let's yeah. move up, let's move around the world, let's let's see the world, let's let's uh let's experience all these experiences. And then all of a sudden it becomes you know, I have a I have a new outlook on life. Like for me and I'm not and I'm not saying like this is how everybody is, but for <laughs> me, it's like I – my priorities aren't about me anymore. Yeah. They're about this person that I'm with or, like, this family I want to create or, you know, this this thing that I have outside of my work life and outside of my my wrestling life, right? And and wrestling just isn't a part of that priority anymore. Mm-hmm. So when you go out and do these things on the weekends, when you spend this time away, when you could be doing something else to better that that number one priority that you have – The entire time you're doing it, you're like, I mean, I'm having a good time and I'm seeing the guys I want to see, but you know, that's not what's important to me anymore, right? Yeah. You know, it's like for me and you, dude. I consider Mm -hmm. you to be like one of my best friends, but when we don't do grapple talk, I don't talk to you for weeks. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's like
0: I'll just throw you a text message. Be like, it's never like a, hey, what's up? Yeah. It's like, hey, you want to do grapple talk? Yeah, I know. (laughs)
1: That's that's what I'm saying, dude. It's like I consider you one of my best friends, but if we're not doing grapple talk we don't i I don't communicate and that's because priorities i I don't have an i don't have that that. too
0: it's like okay so i think we do more communication during fantasy football season because we're always shitting on people sending us like shitty ass trades you know that's just one of the ways that we kind of do it but i know where you're coming from man because like you know once you get that like an extra part of your life it's just you you start thinking outside that box you start thinking outside of you and it's it's a really kind of cool feeling because uh I when I went up to Spencer to do that frontline show, you know, I I talked to some of the guys. You know, they're like, "Oh, hey, you know, how was New Orleans?" Stuff like that, and it was a lot of fun. Like AC Riley totally buried himself as a guy who doesn't know geography. He's like, "Hey, man, I haven't seen you in a while. How was the trip to Missouri?" And I'm like, "Dude, I was in New Orleans. It's in uh Louisiana. Louisiana. You don't even know any geography." And he's just like, "Yeah, whatever. You know, it's just whatever." But you know, I get to talk to some of the guys after the show, and. It's like a lot of the same stories, too. It's like they enjoy doing it, but they have other priorities in life. you know. And they're just like, it's time to step away. It's time to step away. And you start feeling that inside of you. And when you start feeling that inside of you, it's either two things you can do. It's either you step away or you just keep on plugging away. Yeah. I'm past the plugging away point. Yeah. And that's why I'm glad. Like, you know, like when I told you, like, going to that last ACW show in, like, September, right? And I'm driving by myself. You know, three hours and after like, what working. What am all I day, doing? What the fuck am I doing? And yeah. that was that moment, man. That was like the breakthrough moment. And now it's just like I really thoroughly enjoy the opportunities when I get to do commentary. But if I have to just sit there and like do camera work for three fucking hours, like it gets on me now, you know.
1: We first started doing this because it's something that we had the opportunity to experience, and it was mm-hmm. it was almost like living out a dream, right? Yeah. It was like, oh, we get to do commentary. That's something I've always wanted to do, Jesse. I mean, you, I know that you've always wanted to be involved in wrestling, and you wanted to do something like that, and you were really good at it. I know because at first when we started doing it, you were like, I'm not going to be the commentary guy, yeah. and then happenstance you became the commentary. Yeah, I wanted guy. to be the camera guy. You wanted to be the camera guy, which is yeah, actually yeah. kind of funny. Um, but then over time, you're just like, you know, again, you know, it's it's like, what am I, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, it's like, what's my goal here? You know, if your goal necessarily isn't to to enjoy the com- like I said, dude,
0: mm-hmm.
1: one of my best friends. I, I don't talk to you if we're not doing grapple talk. So for me, yeah, there is no goal of camaraderie. I love all <laughs> those guys. I love going out to Perkins with them. Yeah. I love hanging out with them. But that's not a priority of mine. Yeah, I'm we're not. Gonna, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to be the next Michael Cole. So like, what what am I? You know, yeah, what am I doing? For the ex- the experience is great. Yep. I love it's 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 so fun it's so cool mm-hmm. being able to sit there and go super kick one two oh, oh. he kicked out oh yeah. my god but yeah. at the same time it's like dude I've got this wedding to plan I've got shit going on 24 seven with this new job it's like ridiculous I've got I've just got other things that I've got going on so then when you're doing the wrestling stuff you're like man you know I'm really enjoying myself I'm having a good time it's almost like you know if you were to go. If if if, like lacrosse had an amusement park, right? It's like I go to the amusement park every fucking month, and it's like this is really fun, but there are probably better ways that I could be spending my money and my time with this, right? Oh yeah, totally. So uh, and again, that's not to like shit on anybody. I hope nobody's taking that personal. Like I'm saying that indie wrestling sucks or that whatever decisions you're making are bad. It just means that. As people, we all have different priorities, and that's why some guys get out at certain times, and that's why some guys are able to do it for so long because they're having a fun time doing it, and their priority is, you know, maybe uh, I want to get noticed, or maybe it's, you know, this is this is my chance to have an outlet when I have to deal with all this shit throughout the weekend, or maybe this is when I see my best closest friends. This is our chance to catch up. That's cool, but for me, it's not like that, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know, dude. That's always fun to talk about. though. <laughs> I always like talking about that because yeah, well, I, we I don't think enough people do.
0: Because right, we're really looking at the um, the philosophy of why you're actually still doing it. Yeah. You know, and that that's the big thing. It's like a lot of people have different reasons why they always try to try to pursue what they want to do. Whether it's uh, it's their creative outlet, whether or not it's like they like to fuck shit up. That was always a the big thing. Like when we were like teenagers, kids just like when we were Fucking doing back out. backyard wrestling, they're like, I just want to fuck shit up. You yeah. know, it's like. Wrestling becomes an outlet for everyone whether it be like viewing it, you can live vicariously through it. Whether it be an active participant, whether it be like a referee. I saw Jesse Bush the other weekend. Oh. Dude, man, the dude's fucking jacked now. Oh congrats to Jesse Bush. Um but yeah, you know, it's whether it be refereeing or doing commentary or being a part of the show as a ring announcer or being an active wrestler or going through the training camp. Like everyone started out with a dream of being involved in it. For some, it, it gets to the point like, okay, I've done that now. Where am I going to next? It's all about setting those goals for yourself. Right. So at some point in time, like everyone who who makes a like an impact, especially on the local scene, they'll get an opportunity to basically try out for WWE. And then it's, it's up to them at that point in time whether or not they can take that next step. Some guys can, some guys can't. And then at some point in time, you become complacent and you'd be like, Wow, is this really what I want? And your passion for the project, no matter what it is, actually declines yeah. as, it, as it goes further and further down time. Right. For us, I think a lot of it was, you know, doing the full time gig, then getting on the road. Because, like, hate to say it, more nine times out of ten, we're we're the crew making the longest trip.
1: No. Yeah. Absolutely. You know.
0: So it's not like, hey, we're just rolling out of the backyard, and uh, yeah, twenty minutes later, we're down the road and yeah. we're at a show. No, it's like a three-hour drive. Then Dude, we work a three-hour shift. You get, and then,
1: yeah. You get you you have a show right now, to me, and I'm sure it's the same way for you. Mm-hmm. If we get booked somewhere that's two hours away, to me, that's like, oh shit, that's a short drive. Yeah, two hours away. Two is hours a short is a drive. short drive. Yeah. So because yeah. because what had been typical was four hours. You know, yeah. three and a half, three forty-five. Which you know you stop somewhere. I mean, you're talking four, four fifteen maybe, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, that's and that's totally yeah. I mean, you get burnt out. I mean, again. The road trips are great, dude. Yeah. But then when you're doing them like every other weekend and, and you're just like, okay, now I'm go- I, And again, mm-hmm. people probably shit on this because they're like, well, hey, dude, is indie wrestling, dude. You can't expect to get paid. You can't expect to be taking home dollars. I mean, you're doing this for the, for the hot dog and the handshake, dude. <laughs> and it's like, no, man, like I got bills to pay. Yep. I'm like taking time away from my fiance and mm-hmm. wedding planning. I just put in fucking 60 hours at my day job. Like I'm fucking burnt out. And yep. now I gotta come here. And then I have to not only work at the show, but as commentators, you have to be on yep. from the very start of the show to the very end of the show. And mm-hmm. you have to do setup and teardown. Oh, it's yeah. like fuck. Yeah. And then for you guys in particular, then it's post edit. It's mm-hmm. like fuck yeah it's like a whole nother job. it is it is man, have you ever tried to edit together a three hour
0: wrestling show? <laughs> I have not, oh man, it, it one of the big things you become a critique of when you're doing that is very much your critique of your camera work, yeah, your commentary, and then if you're not oh, doing sure. commentary, you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> What's the point here? <laughs> like you know, like get on the fucking point of the show, yeah, you know like tell the story of the fucking match, yeah, you know it's not the hardest thing because. Good wrestlers, especially on the indie scene, they'll lay out the story of the match yeah. in the fucking match. Right. And your job is to fucking just tell that story. Yeah. You don't have to, like, ask them, hey, you guys, so, so, like, before the match, like, what's the story you're conveying? They'll lay it out for you. Yeah. And you just run with it. You're providing the lyrics to the music they're providing, you know? It's, it's a good good feel-good thing. But, man, after a while, it does get to you. You know, it's it's cool the first couple times. It's cool the next, like, ten times. You know, you get closer to 100, you're like, oh, whew. There's a lot of hours. And then you're like, oh, shit. Like, I'm really dreading this. Yeah. I am not looking forward to this at all. But, you know, a lot of people were able to make this a full-time thing. Like, case in point, Chris Hoffman. Like, this dude, like, this weekend, he's got his hands on a lot of indie shows happening down in New Orleans. Like, from graphic work to poster work to promotional stuff. Like, yeah, fuck. Like, this morning, he actually got a call. Like, he had to change up shit on the fly. Oh. Yeah, Bloodsport, the uh, Matt Riddle Bloodsport show. It was supposed to be Riddle against Low-Key. Low-Key dropped the fuck out. Yep. They replaced him with fucking Minoru Suzuki. That's a pretty good replacement. Yeah, no shit. It's a way better replacement. So Chris was up like a fucking ass crack of night, changing out the fucking graphics just to make sure everything was right. Yeah. Like, that's great. That's awesome dedication on his part. That's awesome dedication to making sure that your clients are happy as well. But that's his full-time gig. You know, so... He's got, he's got. He makes his own hours. He does all that stuff. Everything that he does in life is based on wrestling income right now, and that's great. That is awesome. But there are also other people who cannot sustain their lifestyle Absolutely. based on what they do with wrestling. Absolutely. So, some some of the other guys, you know, whatever, be like working in a factory just to be able to go wrestle on the weekends or you have a guy who has a really good shoot job and it's to the point why why am I still wrestling yep. you know so everyone's got their own little breaking point at some point and I think everyone needs to take a time away from the business as well like when you're a constantly on the road like 52 weeks a year you're doing double shots triple shots and stuff like that when it becomes half your week you have to step away at some point in time yep. and just breathe yep you know like that was a cool thing about going down in New Orleans it was you know, even it was a culture shock and it was so fucking amazing. Nick, if you ever get a chance to go with Zari, maybe you guys do it for your fucking honeymoon. Yeah. Like, honestly, it is a great fucking trip. Um, So much stuff, so much stuff. Like, I, I could go on about it. But getting away and just not worrying about it. Yeah.
1: At all. Yeah.
0: Man, that was just like hitting a refresh button. Yeah. But it wasn't like hitting the refresh button, being ready to, like, go right back at it. It was very much, man, I could just step away. I'd be happy right like yeah it would suck you know for a little bit you know just but I would be happy I would be happy if I could step away and just concentrate on the next part of my life
1: this that's when I knew Mm -hmm. and we'll wrap this up here pretty quick because I'm sure people the 10 people that listen want to hear our opinions on NXT and WrestleMania but that's when I knew Mm -hmm. that it was that that this this every week or every two weeks thing wasn't for me I don't I can't remember the show but I remember that a show had gotten canceled or something had happened where it was like, Nick, you know, don't don't come down. And I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> I was like, thank God that happened. I am yeah. so happy that I don't have to do that. And that's what they always tell you with jobs, right? Yeah. They always tell you that I mean you're gonna have those days where you're like, fuck, I don't wanna go into work or shit, I wish I could whatever. But once you have, like, that moment where you're like, I would rather be sitting on my ass doing absolutely nothing than doing that. Mm-hmm. It's almost like that epiphany. It's like, okay, that's probably not for me then. If it, if, if, it, if I'm dreading it so much that I am, like, ready to throw a celebration when I don't have to do it, <laughs> yeah. then it's probably time to move on from that. And I still enjoy it. And, I, like I said, I still like to do the RCCW stuff. It's way different because I'm not on commentary. I'm not – Nikki Duche from 6:45 until 9:30. You know, I, I, I go out there for 10 minutes and I'm done. Um, but but yeah, that was that was that was my big epiphany. You know, and similar yeah. to what you had, you know, you were gone for a little while and you're like, I could totally step away. I could totally do that. And yeah. that's what it was for me too. It was like I missed that one weekend and I was like, thank fucking God. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, again, I don't. I, that's just that's just kind of how it was. So yeah, but this is. Gotta be though, the biggest
0: weekend. I'm fucking jacked. Yeah, the biggest weekend for wrestling. Period. This is Super Bowl weekend for wrestling. It, it all starts today. Continues on Friday. Saturday's a packed show. You you know you're looking at Reign of Honor is going to have the biggest show in their history. Yeah. in Their company fucking history. Yeah. That is huge. Yeah. You got NXT. They're just continuing to roll. They're they're on the next step of their own evolution there. And then you have the granddaddy of them all. You have WrestleMania, which is going to be seven fucking hours long <laughs> this year. And, like, Nick, no offense, like, I love you to death, but it's okay if I just show up for the main card. I really don't want to watch the pre-show, even though I really want to watch that Cedric Alexander-Mustafa Ali match with you.
1: Yeah, I am going to definitely – I was saying the same thing because I had somebody from my, um, my shoot job wanted to meet on Sunday, and I was like, well, I can meet in the morning because it's WrestleMania Sunday. And they were like, got to meet later. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can meet at – Two o'clock. But that's it. They're yeah, like, yeah. they're like, got to meet at four. And I was like, that's pre-show time, baby. Yeah. I was like, three o'clock. And they said, deal. All so right. for me, I mean, if you don't want to watch the pre-show, that's fine. I just, I feel like I just have to, I have to, I just, oh, I have no, to. I, I, I took, off, I took I, off work I might, on Monday. I might, I might show up. I might show up for the pre-show. Like this, I, I might have nothing else going on. I didn't even take off work the Monday after the Super Bowl. I took off work, the, but, but there's a difference. Because yeah. I'm watching like fucking eight hours of content. Well, I mean, okay, Super Bowl Sunday was pretty fucking long, too. It was, yeah. Yeah. But I didn't really pay much attention until we got to the actual game because, yeah. I, you know, you see those packages and those things. Well, it's not like time. they're
0: having a like a pre, pre-Super Bowl oh game. My God. You know, so it takes, like, the loser of the AFC Championship game plays the loser of the NFC Championship. They should fucking do that, though. What? Like,
1: almost like a consolation? Yeah.
0: Yeah, why maybe. Why the fuck not? Why, did I don't not why the fuck not? Do it Saturday night.
1: I don't know. You yeah, know? you could. I mean, that's not a bad idea. Maybe yeah. you should go work for NFL. I don't hey, know. Roger Goodell, if
0: you're listening to this podcast, I know which, he does. Which he, I totally, you totally do. You got You got to do that. Maybe you do that for like the Pro Bowl or some bullshit. We we actually get an extra game. I'd rather watch
1: that than yeah. the Pro Bowl. Yeah, like yeah. you get an extra game and it's competitive. I think the thing with wrestling mm-hmm. is that I get so I, I don't watch wrestling like every week. Oh, neither you know do what I, mean? I. With football, I watch football every single week, right? So yeah. when the Super Bowl comes along, like I'm excited to see the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't need to watch all the pregame festivities. When it comes to WrestleMania, I be, you know, I, I, I watch matches here and there. I keep up with promo segments. I, I follow the, the subreddits yeah. and stuff like that. But when it comes to WrestleMania, it's like I haven't really sat down and watched from the beginning to the end a, wrestle, a wrestling product in a while. So, like, this is – seven hours is a lot, but it's like I might be able to, you know – it's like my wrestling threshold is like at – 25 percent right now and this seven hour experience will be like 75 percent worth but because i'm only at that 25 percent, it makes 100 so we're all good to go all
0: right, exactly all right Except we cool. have NXT too all right so do we want to take a break yeah Come let's back. take a quick break we'll talk about the uh ring of honor show yeah we'll talk about that just shit. just like the couple couple matches we want to touch on then go right into nxt yeah and right into wrestling a long episode uh, this has been the pre-show of the show <laughs> so so get used to it guys That's funny. you know get used to it this is the pre-show of the pre-show so we'll be right back
1: with the main card after this. Hey, it's Hot Shot Scott Williams. Do you like chili? Well, I do too. Do you like podcasts? Well, so do we. It's the Ross Family Matters Podcast. Join myself, Victor Stick, Ross, Jack Spade, and a, and a cavalcade of other people except Maru. You're never allowed. Grapple Talk Network. It's the podcast. We're coming at you. Maru's not allowed.
0: And welcome back to Grapple Talk. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the main card of the show. now nice. once, once we got done with the pre-show and all that stuff, but, you know, we thought about having like fireworks. a panel of guests who have nothing to do with the show actually on during the pre-show. We thought better of that because, oh, yeah. like, honestly, that might be better than the actual show.
1: Yeah, probably. Then that you're you're absolutely right. We could get like uh, we could get like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He could be on the pre-show. Uh, get Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> I mean, he's like, mm-hmm. he'd, be yeah. great, I he'd be a great, guest. We could get uh,
0: uh, Raymond from Everybody Loves Raymond. He could be on, and he could be like Deborah. You know, sports. I'm a sports writer, Deborah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you like that or not? Yeah, it was pretty good. That yeah, yeah. was pretty good. Oh, I, yeah, I,
0: I actually, I wouldn't mind. Let's. We should get Ray Yoda. Not Ray Liotta, what's uh, Ray Romano? Ray right? Romano, that's what it is, yeah, why Ray Romano. Why don't we get both Rays on the show? That'd be awesome. What's, what does Ray Liotta sound like? What is his voice going to like? Uh, I, you
1: good fellas, right? No you know what the fuck dude now you just out of me in front of our entire podcast all right, listeners cool. so
0: so you gave me a spider-man homecoming to watch i will bring goodfellas for you to watch. okay sweet so we'll do a movie swap, we'll do a movie swap I mean, you and you just and be then... like holy shit how did i go like 26 27 years of my life without watching yeah this movie? that's probably
1: what i'll say actually all right that cool. happened i mean that's happened i mean there's been a couple of times like literally i didn't watch the big lebowski until like five years ago and i was like holy shit this is a really good movie or like pulp fiction for example i didn't watch that until like three years ago holy shit yeah and i was like holy fuck this is a really good movie." i guess
0: i take it for granted that i like i remember when those movies came out in theater
1: yeah those are really good movies
0: yeah, yeah. i remember seeing um advertisements in comic books for them and i'm like wow these are gonna be it really does. good <laughs> yeah.
1: that doesn't happen that often anymore no
0: no no it doesn't so speaking of things that don't happen often anymore nice transition. It's, it's the buzz around SuperCard of honor this weekend marine of honor is basically running their biggest show nick i mean at this point in time, they're close to probably at least 8,000 seats already sold for this place. Um, the main event on top is one of the most talked about feuds in pro wrestling right now, especially outside of the, the realm of WWE, yeah. especially outside of the realm of New Japan, even though New Japan is definitely connected to it. You're looking at Cody versus Kenny Omega here, um, basically the battle of being the elite where these two guys basically took a gamble on themselves along with the young bucks to really kind of self-promote themselves and in the process of doing it they're going to probably spike the biggest house in Ring of Honor history
1: yeah it's going to be a it's it's pretty big time for ROH i mean there's been a lot of people debating on whether or not it's a good idea to book against WWE and and everything that they're doing throughout the weekend but i i mean obviously they proved last year when everybody yeah, but- was like what the hell are they doing um that it's it's totally worth it. I mean, you don't have to... I mean, because it's on Saturday, right? So yep. you have to make a decision if you want to see NXT or yeah, if you want to see
0: ROH. Yeah, directly against NXT. Yeah,
1: so... I don't know, man. I mean, this is, this is the perfect way for them to draw some of those people because, I mean, they, they kind of are facing the same crowd here. I mean, let's be mm-hmm. honest. A lot of people that go to those NXT shows are probably the people that are going to your ROH and New Japan shows. So, um, putting this on top is definitely, as you mentioned, the way to kind of sway people in one direction or the other because this, as... It has to be. I'm I'm just trying to think as far as like utilizing social media and kind of getting coverage outside of the WWE. I mean, you said talked about right now. I would think maybe not necessarily talked about, but just like really utilizing like current media to its fullest potential. Mm-hmm. I think this feud maybe has done that better than anything else we've ever seen in wrestling. The being the elite has grown to um I mean, they, I think they just hit like a crazy number of subscribers 100,000
0: I think it was over 200,000 200,000
1: yeah. right um and they've been telling this phenomenal story in Japan here in the States I mean the last time that we saw Omega and the Bucks in the ring you know there was like this weird like Omega then, shook his hand and then, and then you then, had
0: the match at Strong Style Evolved where yep. everyone was talking about and then you had that tag team match between the Golden Lovers and Heyman Page and like Cody at Secura Genesis this past Sunday I mean that match was phenomenal as well so now you're you're really kind of working. I mean, is this, this is this
1: the breaking point here? Is this is this is this the payoff to the feud?
0: You know, it can't be though, because in September you got all in. Yeah. You know, so this is we are seeing like the beginning chapters of this being written in front of us right now, and it, this might very well be like the most intricate storyline outside of WWE that's ever been produced, and yeah. a lot of it happens to do. Because you don't have writers working on it. You have the wrestlers working on it as well. And they're guys who, they're all in on this. Not, no pun intended. But they're all in on this whole idea of creating drama within their own faction. I mean, more than likely, probably what happened was, you know, if you have to, like, Gato probably just went up to him and was like, hey, we need a Bullet Club story. Can you guys come up with something? And they came up with this, yep. and everything since then has been just paying dividend after dividend after dividend. We
1: look at all the stuff they're doing on being the elite. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's all them, yeah. right? That's not. They don't have writers behind being the elite telling them what to do. Here, read this off. This is what your promo is going to be. Yep. You know, stuff like that, um, which is really cool because. If you if you guys keep up with being the elite, it's actually a pretty cool story. I mean, they have a lot of uh, stuff that people would probably consider like hogwash, right? Like it's just like, what am yeah. I watching? But uh, they're like also Marty able to-
0: Skrull trying to like uh, get uh, Joey Ryan's penis to join the villain club. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. Lots of Marty Skrull also uh, trying to act out his dream of being a. Um superstar singer uh as well but but yeah it's uh it's 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 really interesting and it's it's really cool because like i mentioned it's just something that's different they're really utilizing social media and youtube and all this other stuff to their to its fullest potential you know this is the first time that we've really seen that uh on a scale this size outside of WWE, and uh, it'll be really interesting to see what they do here. I-, I think it's really interesting that it's 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 happening on ROH first of all, opposed mm-hmm. to some big New Japan show like maybe the their their show in the states. But this is maybe the first step towards us getting a resolution and finding out where is this headed. I mean, are we getting a Bullet Club split up? Are we getting the Elite breaking off and doing their own thing? Are we going to get these two guys colliding heads and being like, you know what? Now we're all cool. We're we're buds now because we just needed to kind of beat the shit out of each other to move on with our lives. I don't know. And that's what's really interesting about what to expect at ROH. Plus, you know, Kenny is one of the biggest stars in the world right now. Cody Rhodes is right up there with him. And oh,
0: he uh, received like some of the highest praise I think anyone can actually get from Paul Heyman this past yeah, year. Yeah, I read that. Heyman yeah.
1: was just like he reminds me of Austin. Yep, right, kind of coming into his own. And uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be a, it's a big show for ROH. I mean, uh, I think people were talking about whether or not they could do a 20,000-plus uh, venue next year, right? So uh, that's something definitely to consider. It kind of just depends, again, how the, how do they do this year? I mean, that's something that's that would be really interesting to look at. It's not necessarily if they sell out or not. But did they have to turn a shit ton of people away? I think yeah. that's something that would be really cool to yeah, look at. That's a big
0: thing, too. So, like, next year, you know, already looking ahead, you're going to be in um, the New York, New Jersey area. You know, you got plenty of options up there if you want to run a bigger building. You can run, like, the, the old Nassau Coliseum or something like yep. that. You can you can do something where it's going to make sense, especially up there. But at the same time, though, like, you know, WWE. They're gonna make it very tough, and I think this is the first time in a like it got to be a long time. You know, like last year was kind of like, all right, well that's just like last year, but this year though, especially when you look at that NXT Takeover card and you see how stacked it is, yeah. they have a fucking stacked card yeah, for this do. thing, and I think a lot of that, I'm just gonna go out there on the women's just say it right now. I think a lot of that is to counter react this Cody yeah. Omega match, yeah. And maybe. if you're trying to draw away as many people as possible to go see your show, like. I don't know for whatever it is. It's like when we get to these takeover shows, I mean, they've been they've been always good, but I know a lot of people lately have been noticing the trend that tickets have been going down. Yeah, right. And I don't know if that's just because NXT is getting complacent with these big shows. They're like, oh, we'll just put them on and they're going to sell out. I don't know. Yeah, we'll I don't know
1: because I don't follow NXT as much as I had been previously. And I know there's a couple of really good storylines to expect the 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 kind of the climax I mean, I mean, of this gonna, upcoming you know, we're weekend. We're going to break it down here in probably a second Yeah, but, uh, but I'm not sure. I mean, because NXT constantly, I mean, regardless if you watch it or not, you always hear the next day it's like, holy shit, that was one of the best pay-per-views, whatever, in WWE I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But it's a matter of building and getting people invested to wanting to come. As far as ROH is concerned, I mean, Talked about at the beginning, is it a good idea from the book on WrestleMania weekend? Absolutely, because then what you're mm-hmm. getting is you're getting wrestling fans coming into town on yep. Friday night. What do I do on Saturday? I mean, now they have, they have NXT as an option, but at the same time, it's like, hey, well, you know, we, me, and my, the, the kids can go to this. ROH. What is Ring? Of, I've never heard. What is Ring of Honor? I've never heard of yeah, it. Yeah. Let's go to the. Oh, that was really cool. Now all of a sudden you have some brand new fans that were going to see WrestleMania that are now um, going to be ROH fans. So yeah,
0: it's like you almost got to look at the weekend almost kind of like how you look at like Summerfest. Yeah. Or how you look at, it, like, South by Southwest. It's yeah. like, you might be going down there for a headliner, but there's going to be so many other concerts going on where you can walk out of there and be like, yeah, right. holy shit, like, I've never heard I of this a guy. New, I
1: got a new favorite band. I got a
0: new favorite band. So basically, that's what WrestleMania weekend is now. Um,
1: going head-to-head, though, Jesse, with yep. NXT TakeOver, and we've got uh, at least five matches that are... That are um, Announced. Advertised, announced, yeah. yeah. And, and the thing here with um NXT TakeOver, and I'm gonna and we can talk about this more when we get to the WrestleMania main card because we haven't had a chance to talk about this at all. Mm-hmm. When the shit is John Cena and Undertaker going to be made official? Well, it, here's me okay, right, I have right, I have right. a theory on it, yep, yep. and we will talk about it later, but I right. want I want to put that in the back of your mind <laughs> before we actually get to WrestleMania. All okay. Right. Okay. All right. So let, let's talk about NXT though. You want to kick us off because I told you before we started recording that we need to be on the same page, and now you're on CBS and I'm on Wikipedia. Okay, okay, okay. Now you just take – yeah, you give give us the match order.
0: So according to CBS, this is the order that we're going to go through. Uh, Bless you, CBS. um, Bless you. So we're going to start things off with the NXT Tag Team Championships as the Undisputed undisputed Era will be taken on the Authors of Pain – and also Roderick Strong and Pete Dunn. Um of course at one point in time it was actually supposed to be um British Strong style, you know, Pete Dunn and you know Tyler Bate. they were supposed to, not Pete Dunn Tyler Bate, but um, fucking Trent Seven.
1: Yeah, Trent and, Seven. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: So they were supposed to be in it. Um injury though, they had a drop out. So we get the makeshift team of Roderick Strong and Pete Dunn, which you know, on paper, you kind of think about it, it's like, wow, man, these two guys have like probably absolutely nothing in common. Yeah. But they they have a lot in common, and of course, you know, already the authors of pain just running rough shot through the whole Dusty Rhodes Classic Undisputed Era. Of course, it take team champions at this present time. Um, basically, instead of doing like a payoff match there for the classic being authors of pain versus strong and Don, it was one of those things where I believe Bobby Fish got hurt. Yep. So now instead of doing an extra match, why not just put that match on with the Undisputed Era, do a triple threat match, kind of make that thing work. Um, you got, you got six bodies here that are going to absolutely just tear each other up. But it's also a story of the pay-per-view as well because you have another match later on that night when we're going to get to it. We have another five guys. So it yeah. almost seems like right now NXT TakeOver has kind of fallen into that same trap that WrestleMania falls into. Let's get everybody on the card. Let's get everyone on the card. So, um, Nick, if you had to pick a winner for this matchup, I know it's been a while since like you've started watching NXT again, stuff like that. Um, if you had to pick a winner for this match?
1: I think you can go with two options. I don't think uh, the Authors of Pain are walking out of this one as champs. I think a lot of people would know that regardless if they watch NXT or not. I think the Authors of Pain are set to, to move up to the main roster either the night after. I, th- I think a night after WrestleMania makes a lot of sense for them, um, but we'll see. Uh, Undisputed Era, I mean – I don't know why you don't. I I, I think it, when, once we get to WrestleMania, this is going to be a night, a weekend more or less, where a lot of t- titles are going to be changing hands. Yeah. I really think so. Um, but I think this is one of the matches in which we might not see that. You know, I, I, I think with, with Seven and Dunn, there was an opportunity to do that. I know it's always kind of fun to give the makeshift uh, tag teams... Um, Especially when they're kind belts. of feuding against each other at
0: the same that, time. That's always kind of yeah. fun. So
1: I mean, that's a, that's a possibility. I think it's a toss-up between the Undisputed Era and uh, Strong and Done. But if I had to put money on it, I would say that the uh, the Undisputed Era retains here and continues their uh, now the spec- streak.
0: Especially, you know, speculation is basically having it that Adam Cole will be taking Bobby Fish's you know spot in this matchup.
1: But Adam Cole is also
0: involved in the uh, North American yep. Championship ladder match. Right. Um, now this one's definitely going to be absolutely chaotic um this is the first time in a long time that wwe's had a north american championship probably going back to the early early 80s um it's going to be interesting to kind of see how that one really kind of plays out we're going to go through the lineup here this matchup we're going to see a lot of debuts as well um adam cole's in the match the velveteen dream is in the match killian dane is in the match lars sullivan is in the match and two de- debuting NXT superstars Ricochet and EC3 will also be in this matchup
1: I want to ask you something really quick yeah. so when we're talking about the North American Championship right do you think WWE is slowly like just seemingly like adding way too many championships do you think here let me ask you something uh-huh. when it comes to like the United Kingdom Championship for example do you think that would have been better off as just a a tournament trophy, maybe an annual tournament to crown the United King champion opposed to to making it this belt and sometimes defending it on shows and sometimes not and making their own division out of it. Do you think that was that was a challenge because they had such a limited number of guys that could compete for it? Cuz I understand with mm-hmm. the North American Championship, I mean you can you can throw anybody at that, right? Oh yeah. Pretty yeah. much, right? Um, it's a, it's actually gotten to the part now where
0: you actually have Pete Dunn defending that UK championship against people outside of the UK. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. Which is I, w- I mean, I wasn't around when they first introduced the European Championship. It was the European title. I know you're trying to like, continental belts. Let's get let's get the the Antarctica Championship. Who wants to be king of the Eskimos? They only live in they live in the North Pole. Yeah, they're oh, up the, in the Northern Hemisphere. Nick. Not not the South. Bowl. Not the South. There's no. nobody. What is it, who lives down there? Polar bears? I don't know. Penguins. Penguins. That's right. And the Thing from the movie The Thing. <laughs> that's a great movie. A a I have seen movie. that one. Yep. But do you think that? They're falling into a trap of adding too many titles. Like, they could have the chance, instead of adding this North American Championship, to maybe start highlighting the UK Championship, or maybe they shouldn't have ever added the UK Championship at all. I I mean, what do you think it, on that? You know, here's the crazy thing about titles, right? If you
0: really think about it, you know WWE they do have a lot of titles, but they also have a lot of guys on the roster. Yeah. So by having titles, then you can highlight other people on the roster as well. So if you looked at like NXT there for a while, you only had the one singles title and you had the tag titles and it became one of those things based on taping schedules and stuff like that. You didn't really have a lot of mobility when it came to a lot of these title programs. Um, even like on the main roster too, like having those secondary titles are always a good thing. Having tag team titles in your own brand is a good thing as well because then you have like the three tiers. Um, having two women's titles is always okay as well. I mean, there's already talk about adding a tag team title to 205 Live, Um, and there's also speculation about adding a tag team title for the women's division as well. I think a lot of it is just forward-thinking on WWE's part because at some point the UK program was going to have its own program. You know, they're going to have their own half-hour show or hour show or whatever it would be, Um, 205's there. I think within probably the end of the year, you're going to have a women's-based program. Yeah. You. Absolutely, especially if they end up jumping to like Fox. Fox would be asking for programming. You can definitely have. You could have like a
1: Women's Crush Wednesday or some bullshit like that. Yeah.
0: You know? Well, let's, Vince, let's, if you're listening, <laughs> please don't not use that name. So, or we want yeah. royalties. Or we want royalties. But
1: and I guess here's the other thing too. It's a lot easier to write storylines based around titles yeah. than not.
0: I mean if you look at UFC, they have titles for every fucking weight division. They do. They actually create weight divisions. Yeah. And
1: you what know? are all the big matches on a UFC card? They're always there for titles.
0: Yeah, those are always the big matches, but they also do a very good job, though, of, yeah. of building up the next contenders right. through the prelims and all that stuff, too. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. This Anytime this you mis- anytime you see yeah. five guys in a matchup, especially five guys with such a diverse background as these guys, you're looking at like a Killian Dane and a Lars Sullivan, big-body dudes, ricochet. We know this guy can fly. EC3, this is his first match back in the WWE since he left.
1: With, with the amount... <coughs> Of hype that Ricochet has at uh-huh. this point. Can you see him not walking out as the champ? I Okay, because you're a guy that's been keeping up with NXT. Mm-hmm. If you look at all these competitors and you had to pick one guy versus the field, who would it be? Would it be Ricochet?
0: You know, I, you know if I had to pick one guy against the field, I think before the injury to Bobby Fish, this matchup kind of really lends itself to Adam Cole because Adam Cole is kind of like that weaselly – Little heel dude.
1: Those ladder matches are their matches. Or like
0: War Games. He ended up being like the highlighted star of War Games, even though, like, maybe he shouldn't have been that way, but you know, it was one of those things. You're looking at that, like, he's definitely got a shot. Velveteen Dreams got a shot. Yeah. You know, if you're looking for, a, like, a crowning moment for him on a WrestleMania weekend, this very well could be it. Or he could just be, like, you know, does the fucking elbow off the top of the ladder, and that's his shiny moment, yeah. you know. Uh, Ricochet, we're going to see a lot of crazy shit from this dude. Plus, with, like, EC3, man, you know, that would be a big splash there. If I had to pick a winner, man, like. That's tough.
1: It really is. Um, I, th- I think. I don't know, man. Adam Cole to me. Seems like I think so too. Winner. But yeah. I think if he's already in the tag team championship match, does that mean that you have undisputed era losing, or is Adam Cole just on fire that night, baby? He just wins. He's got two titles. I don't know. Yeah, that's a, tough, man. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's that's the best part about what this weekend is. I think there's quite a few matches like that. Where we're kind of uh, we're kind of left wondering what's exactly going to happen.
0: All right. So moving on now to the NXT Women's Championship as Shayna Baszler will be challenging once again against Ember Moon. Now, these two actually had a really good match during the Royal Rumble weekend NXT takeover. Um, I think it kind of shocked a lot of people because everyone expected Baszler to just basically run rough shot all over her. Um, but it was one of those things where Ember Moon was able to work that babyface fire from underneath and yep. pick up a clean win here. Um, this feud has definitely gotten personal since the Rumble. Um, it was one of those things where... You know, Baszler just kept on going after Moon, after Moon, after Moon, and finally Moon's like, I want this matchup, let's do it again. Um, I don't expect this thing to be anything less than physical. And what I mean physical, I mean, like, extremely physical between these two.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's what you can expect And uh, as far as predictions. Uh, Jess, what do you think about Baszler taking the W here and us uh, having another month or two of this feud? Um, Unlikely?
0: I, I think she picks up the win, definitely, because – this is kind of always how it works when it comes to a title change. Moon's probably a candidate to really kind of shoot up to the main you roster. You think so? Yeah.
1: I'm always worried about that with WWE because I feel like they just have so many women that they haven't given the spotlight to yet. And when you bring in Ember Moon, and again, this is that this is that conversation that you always uh-huh. have when you bring in somebody new and then all of a sudden you're pushing down a bunch of people that you feel are worthy. But at the same time, you know, I, I guess it kind of just depends on what they're doing. Because right now I feel like the mm-hmm. women's division on Raw is so stacked Some love could be given to SmackDown, but at the same time, you have Asuka there now, so you want to be careful about who you put over there because, you know, I hate to use the B word, but most likely they're going to get buried by Asuka, so it's like... Uh, you know, you call up Ember Moon, then all of a sudden now you're pushing down a bunch of those other competitors that still haven't had their chance in the spotlight for either Raw or SmackDown. That's why, you know, I could see Baszler getting the W here, but that means we get a, maybe another month or two of a rivalry. Mm-hmm. Gives WWE at the main roster a chance to figure some shit out. Yeah. And then maybe we see Ember Moon in summertime. I don't know. I, it could be a possibility. And this is
0: going to be something we're going to throw out later on in the show as well. Um, especially when it comes to the WWE draft. I think th- they should really kind of mix it up this year and do something a little bit different as well with yeah. that. Um, I'm going to go with Baszler for the win here. It just it seems like it's a point in time they have to put the rocket on her back. Yep. As as great as like a, just a physical, mean, violent villain she is, give her the title. I think there's plenty of gals on the roster right now who can actually compete and who can really kind of give Baszler those really good matches. Yeah. Like, you look at like Kari Sane. Yep. Like, that's going to be a program coming yep. up here sometime in the summer. It's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I think Ember Moon, she's definitely made for bigger things on the main roster, so kind of move her up. Yeah. I think it's time. All right, so that brings us to perhaps the biggest matchup. Like, when when you're thinking of, like, a personal vendetta for this weekend, we're looking at... Johnny Gargano taking on Tomasa Ciampa, former members of DIY here. Finally,
1: I'll tell you what, Jesse, one on one. I don't know if you believe in the star system. We can do whatever we want, but uh-huh. I th- I would be surprised if this match isn't five stars. If it's not a, a ten out of ten, mm-hmm. if it's not, um, you know. Universally praised. If it's not fifty biscuits, if you're on, <laughs> if you run yourself on the biscuit system, on the biscuit system, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I would be surprised if it, if it's not that because I mean these two guys. The thing about this match, is that we saw these two guys work each other during the Cruiserweight Classic. Yep, and they they came in and had this great story to tell us. Two comrades, two tag team partners that everybody thought were going to break up, mm-hmm. and they told this beautiful story. Yes, they have. The fortunancy or unfortunancy of the injury happening and 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 uh, and Champa being gone for so long and then coming back and then costing Gargano basically his career in NXT, and they're coming into this with just so much build, man. I mean, you think about it. This is like a year in the making, yeah. right? Like it's 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 become so personal. You're so pumped for it, but you know, behind the scenes, these two guys are the best of buds, and they are going to fucking kill it when it comes to the technical portion of the matchup and you're already going to have the emotions Mm -hmm. and the story element from what it what you're getting coming in and I I guarantee that's going to be a huge portion of the match itself a lot of story and a lot of um I don't want to say tears but a lot of emotions right Yeah. um oh my god I mean I I if we're trying to it's hard to make a prediction here Mm -hmm. because I think this is going to be one of those matches where it doesn't matter who wins. I think regardless, yeah. it's going to be a, a fantastic story. I could see it going both ways. Gargano gets the, the big W over Champa and, and, and goes on to bigger and better things, and it's kind of that nice closure. But at the same time, I think it would make a lot of sense for Champa to go over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of put Gargano out of his NXT misery, right? And mm-hmm. then Champa can come back, maybe run rough shot in NXT for a, a short period of time. And eventually, you know, we get the uh, what people consider nowadays the uh, the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They just follow each other everywhere, and they're always yeah. somehow meddling with each other's business. That's something I could see from these guys moving forward into the main roster down the line. But uh, as far as a winner, I, I can't even pick one. But I can guarantee you if you are listening to this before NXT TakeOver – I have a good feeling this will be the match of the weekend.
0: No doubt about that. I, I don't think there's a match. You know, there's, there's a couple matches on that main WrestleMania card that I'm pretty pumped for. Yeah. I mean, but this one with.
1: But the story, The man. story. The, the story. The, the story, the, the physicality. Yes, the physicality. Perfect.
0: The, the ups and downs of this whole thing. This is going to be one of those matches. And, like. Man, say what you will, like Almas versus Gargano. I don't think anyone went into oh, that thinking God. that was going to be a five-star match. And I oh, don't know. There's a lot of expectations for this one. I don't expect it to go long. I expect it to be very physical and yes. violent. If it goes past 15, man, I might lose my attention. But I think this is definitely going to be one of those matches people will be talking about for years to come. And, of course, that brings us to the NXT Championship match as Adroni CN Almas defends against... Alistair Black. Kind of funny story about this one. Um, Aleister Black's debut match was against Almas. Yeah. Now here they are at takeover in New Orleans. The championship is on the line.
1: Yeah, you know, I think this is gonna be another uh, a really good matchup. And again, you look at this and and kind of the story behind it is is this is this an opportunity for Almas to move up and, and maybe do something in the main roster. His NXT title run has been nothing short of phenomenal. Um, uh, you know, as a guy that doesn't even watch NXT every single week, mm-hmm. I read about almost all the time. I read about all these matches that he's had. I read about how what Zelina Vega has really brought out of him, right? Yeah. What what this couple has kind of done um, to solidify themselves as professional wrestling superstars, regardless of what level they're on. But you look at a guy like Aleister Black, and you say, you know, you, you've heard you've heard the comments, you know, from Triple H. Papa H mm-hmm. and from everybody else in the business. I mean, this is a guy that they are going to, as you said earlier, uh, for somebody else strap the rocket to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I-, I, think it'd be kind of surprising for Alistair black to get the L here. Um, because as we'd seen, and I don't care you you make the claim for Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. I don't care what you say. I think Nakamura and that little program he had with Jinder Mahal, where he just couldn't get the W, couldn't win the belt from Jinder frickin' Mahal, really hurt him. Yeah, I don't think that the same would be said for Aleister Black, but I do think that if if their motivation is to make Black uh, one of the next big stars in the business, and uh, maybe see what they have in Almas on the main roster, that this is an opportunity to to, to have the title switch hands. Uh, as your last match of the night, so
0: I definitely agree on that one like almost like when you when you first saw him in n x t you're like oh that dude's fucking main event roster style like he is just that good and pairing him with vega like that really has brought out this like extra extra like oh god, what is it almost like this this extra element you never really yeah. noticed with the character, and it works so well. It's a, it's a, such a great pairing. It's like putting Macho Man with Elizabeth. Yeah, you know, like that makes so much like sense that. once you start thinking about it. And like yeah. you saw Macho Man come out before Elizabeth, and then after Elizabeth, there's a big difference there. Um, it's one of those things where that act definitely would translate very well to the main roster. And
1: and here's the thing, right? Let's yep. think about business for a sec here. Uh-huh. I know people don't like to talk about this because it's kind of awkward, but how long? has WWE been trying to replace Rey Mysterio for like the, the Hispanic audience, right? Oh, way too long. I mean, Alberto Del Rio just didn't pan out. Yeah. Ryan Brown still sends me pictures of Alberto Del Rio merchandise that he finds at Goodwills and thrift stores. <laughs> but they still haven't found that yet. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think they hit the fucking jackpot with this guy. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're thinking about business, marketing, trying to reach that, that, that mm-hmm. population, right, um, that region, that area. Um, I mean, this guy, this guy – Came in and they instantly went. This is going to be the, the the guy, right? Yeah. And then he kind of had that downturn, but now he's proven himself. As you mentioned, mm-hmm. this dude's main roster ready. Yeah, I mean, this is this is as we've said to me, this is a gimmick that can't fail. Yep. So I cut you off there. I apologize. But, but
0: you know what, though, we've said that about I know Bailey. I know as a gimmick that could not fail, and look where we are with that Nakamura. We
1: well, I don't know about that. We well, were a little you bit know, more. I think Nakamura of like
0: yeah. Okay, so. We can see either Almas winning or we can see Black winning. That's how well this has been booked. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Almas held on, but my expectations are Black wins here and we start having his run with a championship, especially with, like, I, I think there's a big difference between having Black as a champion going to the Download Fest in the U.K., than it is with Almas as your champion. Good point. So that could definitely be one of those things playing in. Plus, you got to look at some of the guys, you know, they just sign and all that stuff. It, NXT, this is always a fun time to watch because it's going to be a, a swan song for someone going on to the main roster starting that Monday. If there was
1: anybody on NXT that if you had to put money on and say this person is going to be on Monday Night Raw, who would it be?
0: Oh, geez. You know, that's a good question
1: my money would be on uh, the authors of pain i absolutely think they're going to show up on raw and beat the fuck out of somebody
0: you know i wouldn't doubt that what okay so wh- we're going to let's get to the wrestlemania card when we come back cuz i think we can definitely play into that one cuz there's going to be a lot of really kind of fun stuff with so that so
1: i will introduce the mania card okay, okay? Cool. and we're going to and and we're going to fit in this undertaker john cena thing and at some point mm-hmm. it's not going to happen now maybe it'll actually happen at the end because i would see that as if you were to ask me if this was a, an actual announced match, I would have guessed that to be the main event. Okay, but anyways, so where
0: are we going with the match We're starting lineup? the pre-show. Okay. I'm on CBS Sports. Okay? You're on CBS Sports? We're, we're
1: crediting CBS Sports again. I used to work for a CBS station. They do great work. Um, they also eh, – I don't want to say that. No, they did. I thought they had the most entertaining NFL coverage this past season. I really like Tony Romo a lot. I've always oh, liked Jim Nance. Bro, you know, Nance I
0: could deal with without really? having. Yeah, because sometimes it just sounds like he's high on cheese. High on cheese? What does that sound like? Oh, well, it's just like, you know, oh, I'm just Jim Nance
1: So the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royale, which according to Chris Jericho, apparently, I don't uh-huh. know if this is a rumor or not, but uh, shit, now I don't even remember what he was going to call it. Oh, the Sensational Invitational. You know, actually, I kind of like that. Yeah.
0: You know, there was a lot of hoopla brought up when they uh, decided to name it after the fabulous Moolah, and
1: it actually—you just missed an opportunity there.
0: Hey, what, what was that? There
1: was a lot of hoopla brought out when they decided to name it after fabulous Moolah. Like you uh, could have, I, I you could have you're, done you're that. Kind of right. yeah.
0: But anyhow, um, I, you know, I—I'm always surprised when, when fans don't understand that nine times out of ten, WWE doesn't give a shit about your fucking <laughs> opinion until it becomes a PR nightmare. Yeah. And. With the fabulous Mulo thing, it basically became a PR nightmare, and yeah. they had to switch it. Funny thing is, though, that trophy does look like a uterus. It, does,
1: it very much like, does a lot. Yes. I, I
0: almost wonder if they're going to replace that trophy at some point in time with something else. Because, like, think about this: like the Andre the Giant one, is not a big fucking dong. It's not. No, it's Andre it's the, the Giant. It's, yeah. a, it's the man. It's the man, Andre the Giant. Like, you know, like
1: why couldn't they just yeah. have a regular ass trophy? Yeah, like this, the you know, like if you were to Google. Trophy and that one comes up, like just do that or something, or put a big W on it because he like branding. I don't
0: yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Think about this. Like Vince McMahon probably saw it and he's like, My God, it's a uterus. <laughs> he's yes. probably the one that designed it. <laughs> 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 he had an etch a sketch sitting there and designed this yes. trophy. <laughs> no, not this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but this. <clears throat> <laughs> Look.
0: Vince, that's a uterus. That's, a, that's totally yes, uterus. It is. Yes, it is. And a trophy.
1: That's exactly what I want. That is like sex. <laughs> the worst part about it is that I could see his, his character totally totally doing that oh, That's definitely
0: true So there, there's going to be almost every woman who's on the roster We'll probably see some NXT call-ups on this one as yeah. well Because it's a pre-show They're going to give some people an extra opportunity um, That's just kind of like how it always goes with even the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal yeah. Which we'll get to in a moment as well Um. yeah, so this is kind of where you're going to see the Banks-Bailey story, which has been building up really well over the course of the last, I don't know, three, four months, especially since Rumble, even before Rumble. So you have that going on as well. You have a lot of different moving parts, both on SmackDown and on Raw when it comes to the Riot Act and, you know... What's well, fucking Paige's group?
1: Absolution. Absolution. That sounds like a liquor. That's awful. I think it is. Absolute's a liquor, so.
0: Yeah. But anyhow, so you got a lot of different storylines running into this matchup. Um, I, I almost wonder how many people are actually going to watch this match live because if they start the pre-show at like 2 a.m., no one's going to be here. No. You know, but um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. If I had to pick anyone as a winner, you know, I know CBS Sports is predicting Ruby Riot to win this one. I don't know. I don't really see her winning this one at all. Like, I honestly, I don't. You know, I wouldn't be shocked or amazed if you see, like, a Bailey or a Banks win this one.
1: You know, I, I was kind of thinking the same thing, but I'll go against the grain there. Um, I think what you're going to get from Banks and Bailey is that they're going to eliminate each other and kind uh-huh. of further that story. Because I think at the end of the day, if one of them is standing tall in the ring, it kind of feels like the, you know, because they've already missed their chance on that. For one of them getting a sneakily win on the, I mean, they, they already are at each other's throats. Uh-huh. I'd like to see Becky Lynch get the W here, get some recognition, even though she's not inside the title match. Um, but, yeah, I honestly, I'm not I'm not 100% sure. Who knows? Maybe uh, we'll see Ember Moon lose the belt the night before she comes up wins the Battle Royale, and that's her kickoff to the main roster. So, you never know, something you like know that.
0: What? Here's the thing that always kind of like peeved me a little bit about these Battle Royals. It's like you win this trophy. Event, what does he do or, with it? What do you do with it? So like a guy like Mojo Rawley wins last year. What did he do this year?
1: No, he feuded with Zack Ryder. For fuck's sakes. Yeah, it's it's not the best thing.
0: All right, moving on to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal timely event. Of course, we have the uh, Andre the Giant HBO special debuting the following week, I believe it is, on yep. the uh, the HBOs. It's definitely getting a lot of praise. yeah, A lot of really good praise right now. Um, this one's going to be interesting because if you look at like the number of guys who have actually won this one over the past few years, you had the big show win. You had Mojo Raleigh win. Uh, who won the first year?
1: uh that would have been who the hell was that yeah, that's a good question I was it a big remember. tall guy i don't think it was who was it because i think big show i don't want to look it up yeah I do who was it big show won the second one i don't remember oh, that one man well baron corbin's won it once did you already say that did baron corbin win it i don't know did he yeah we'll fucking i know baron corbin has won at one time yeah who else did you say uh, mojo Raleigh and mojo big Rally, show yeah is that it I, I don't Has know. there been more than three? Maybe. This is embarrassing. It we're, is. we're a disgrace to uh Andre the Giant and his yeah. his legacy. Um but the only wrestlers announced at this point, uh according to CBS, which was updated a few hours ago, Dolph Ziggler, Matt Hardy, the revival, Mojo Raleigh, Baron Corbin, Goldust, Ty Dillinger, and Brizango. I know a lot of people are picking Matt Hardy, woken Matt Hardy to get the W here. I have no idea. Um if they would have made something of this you know, I don't think it necessarily – Oh, I, shit. Okay. Cesaro won the first one. That's what I thought. I thought Cesaro won yeah, it. Yeah, he
0: was going to get his big
1: push after that. Remember, he got paired up with Paul Heyman. Okay, what's next? Uh, big Show. He got his big push after that. Who's next?
0: Uh, Baron Corbin.
1: Big push after that. Who's next?
0: Mojo Riley.
1: Big push. Is that it? This year, TBA. TBA. Well, they better get ready for a big push because they're going to get it. Yep. You know, that's what you know. A lot of people have been discussing that too. Like, should they get a title shot? Should they have something that's that's worthwhile to kind of give them that 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 you know ledge to to kind of leap off of and, and fall into the glory that is the WWE. Um, and I think, yeah, <laughs> people are like, oh, it's a competition. You know, bragging rights. You get a cool trophy. It's like we couldn't even figure out who the hell won it. Yeah. Like, who fucking won it? Who? Yeah. I don't know. The Only reason I know Baron Corbin won it is because he would just talked about it on SmackDown the other night, and he was like, <laughs> he, he walked up to the trophy and awkwardly went like this, Two time. and then I think the camera person wasn't sure what to do, and they were just like, I don't know what he's what's his face hap- what's happening with his face. So yeah. then they went, so they I think I, I'm not gonna make a prediction, yeah. but what I'm gonna say is that there needs to be a reason, because I mean that's I don't care, but if they had like. You get a mid-card title shot. Or maybe, you know it would be fun, and I know it's a I- winner of under Giant Battle Royale gets a WWE or World Heavyweight Championship shot at the very next show, right? Monday or Tuesday yeah, night yeah. SmackDown. Let's just give them a title shot. Let's just do something fun, right? I don't fucking know, you dude. Know, I'm just actually, I, idea. Idea. I wouldn't
0: mind that. That actually wouldn't be too bad. Yeah because then you're going in to be like, you know, you're going to the WrestleMania broadcast be like, "Oh, hey, if you missed it, so and so won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. He'll be the first guy to face whoever wins the heavyweight championship match." Later. That's what, what I'm saying. That? It yeah. wouldn't
1: have been it wouldn't have been the best thing, but you know, you get Mojo Riley and Randy Orton and it's like yeah. he comes out there and he's in a world heavyweight championship match. So you want to build you want to build this guy up? Good. Yeah. Think about it.
0: I went from the pre-show, the biggest stage of them all. Now I'm the heavyweight championship the night after all.
1: You have Cesaro do it a couple of years ago. I don't know who was champion at the time. I think it was probably Rock or Cena or something. At 30? No, Daniel Bryan. Oh, that was 30. Yeah. Daniel Bryan and and Cesaro, I know you want to come out and have the party and you want to move forward with storylines, but you can still do that. You can still have the guy come out and interfere, do whatever you want to do, but just have a stipulation there, make it seem like it matters opposed to it just being a trophy because when you have so much other things going on that night, it just gets buried and it loses its luster and it just seems like now it's there to get guys on the show, even though technically they're on the pre-show. That
0: is definitely true. Speaking of the pre-show, you're going to have the Cruiserweight Championship is on the It'll line. Really good match. It's going to be a really good match. Cedric Alexander taking on Mustafa Ali. Now, if you haven't had the opportunity to watch 205 Live since the yeah. whole thing with Enzo went down, Honest to God, it is actually one of the better shows WWE is producing right now. It is very – it is driven. It is focused on stories, and all these guys are really busting their ass. Like, legitimately busting their ass. So now you're you're coming into a matchup. This is actually probably the first Cruiserweight title match in a long time. I think it's actually got some clout to it. It's like last year's WrestleMania. Yeah, you're looking at Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali, basically the the heart and soul, as it's being branded, of 205 Live. Um, when when the tournament got announced, basically this was almost telegraphed as the match that it was going to end up being the match. Um, and it's been a lot of fun so far on the trip. You know, it it is honestly, it's a shame that it's on the pre-show, but these guys have an opportunity here to really carve a niche as two guys. Like Mustafa Ali was a fucking alternate. I'm, I, yeah, I am yeah.
1: fully behind that guy right now.
0: And you know, think about it, too. Like, Cedric Alexander, he wasn't even on the fucking radar until he had that match with Kota Ibushi. Yeah. They gave him a fucking contract after that. Cool stories, man. These these are two guys. real stories. Yeah, real stories. It's almost like a Gargano-Ciampa type of thing where it's like the grassroots of the fans really kind of broke them in and brought them up. Um, That one's going to be a lot of fun. And I I really
1: hope that they have that match right before the main card starts, right? So they're getting the people that are coming in. Oh, you know, fuck the pre-show. I'm going to come in, though, and watch, you know. Get ready. I'm gonna sit down with my popcorn. Oh, what the hell is this? this is awesome. Yeah, I really hope it they is, do that. It
0: is very tough though when you have, actually have two other battle royals.
1: Yeah, I know. You know, Shit. do you do two battle royals back to back, brother? Probably not, brother. Brother. All right, cool. We start well, the main card, Jess. Up. I'm jumping on.
0: Hey, that's okay. All oh, right. Wait,
1: we got different matches here. Which one do you got? You go ahead. I got the tag match coming up next.
0: Well, you do the tag match. It's fine. I can find it.
1: All right. Is that so? The I'll start. Tag match? I'm gonna start doing order now. Okay. Now I'm taking over. I am the moderator. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start it. I'll be the sandwich bread. So okay, and cool. you'll be the meat. You'll be the I lunch can't. Meat. I
0: can't I can't be the meat anymore.
1: Are you vegetarian? Get the hell out of I'm, here. I'm
0: trying to do it, man. I'm trying to do it. Are
1: you be like you eat cheese still? I still eat cheese. Yeah. Okay, that's fine then. Yeah. As long as you're not I a vegan like my day. sister. She's awful. Oh yeah. She doesn't eat cheese. Uh <laughs> Raw Tag Team Championship. The bar. Uh, the champions defending against Braun Strowman and question mark Jesse. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not even gonna let you talk. Braun Strowman and his partner are going to win this belt. It wouldn't make sense if they didn't. But the big question is, who is his partner going to be? I'm going to put it on you. I have my choice, but I want to hear what you have to say.
0: All right. Well, oh, shit.
1: It's got to be someone returning,
0: right? Yeah. All right. What if you just do, like, Samoa Joe?
1: Ooh. Solid solid pick there, actually. Yeah, who you got? To be honest, I'm not sure that this will happen. Uh-huh. But what I would honestly like to see, and this might get shit on, is James Ellsworth. <laughs> you know what? It's
0: a perfect what? circle.
1: It would be. It would be. I, I like that idea. Braun Strowman is basically the reason. One of the reasons why James Ellsworth, James Ellsworth was there to get to get squashed by Braun. Yeah. He had a chance to like cut a promo or whatever. He looked goofy. People liked him. Got behind him. He got it's signed. Hey like,
0: man, with two hands. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And now. You build up that perfect circle. I mean, he left WWE did a number of podcasts. You go and listen to him. They're actually really good. The guy is a – he's a great guy. He's a really cool guy, and he really wants to be with WWE. I think it's the perfect contrast there because you have big Braun Strowman. He gets this ridiculously little partner who was fighting women before he had got let go, and uh, it, I think it would be hilarious. I mean, there's been other rumors too. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray Mysterio, that's a rumor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Big Show is another hot rumor. Big Show just signed a new contract with WWE. I don't yeah, know if you're aware of this. Deal. Yeah, I heard about that. He actually did. So that's, an, that's another. But at the, the same time, there's reports that he's in pretty he's pretty bad health-wise, which is weird because he saw the guy a little bit ago, and he seemed it's like he looked jacked. like a million bucks. Well, maybe he's but, got like, heart issues or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but uh, I, I think James Ellsworth would be really cool. I think prediction-wise, there's no way Braun Strowman isn't walking out of there with yeah. the titles.
0: And that just makes the most sense because, like, right now he's won the hottest acts that the WWE has.
1: Yep. SmackDown Championship up next. We got the Usos as the champs taking on the New Day, taking on the Bludgeon Brothers. Um, kind of similar to what we're going to see from NXT as far as the three-way for the titles. I'll tell you what, Jesse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I know a lot of other people have a different opinion on this. I do not like the Bludgeon Brothers. Really? I hate the gimmick. I think it is so stupid. It is awful. (laughs) You think it's hokey as fuck? They had a promo on SmackDown. I tried to watch Monday Night Raw and SmackDown because I wanted to find out what the conclusion was going to be of John Cena and Undertaker. I didn't get that. What I did get was a promo from The New Day trying to sell me on getting the network because it's at no cost to you to watch WrestleMania if you get the network this weekend, which is kind of weird to me. Um, And then the Usos came in. Hey, Us! Yep. These ooses think they're going to beat us on Sunday.
0: And then they do a little, like, And they did this weird thing, thing, and then they yep. saw
1: the Bludgeon Brothers, and they were, like, "Oh, scared. And then Luke Harper, like, picked up his mallet, and then he, like, hit the camera. And I was like, what the fuck are they, why do they have these mallets? What are these mallets for? Dude, it's like Triple H's, uh, you know, Sledgehammer he but he his, steroids. But he's not Sledgehammer H. Like, they, he's, they're the Bludgeon Brothers. Like, I don't, yeah. I just think it's weird. Like, it's like, it's, it's more hokey than Kane. It's like, where the hell, what? Come on, dude. Like, Kane has had a very long career. 21 years, man. Yeah, but he started it in a time where it made sense to do that. If you had somebody, dude, are you telling me right now if some dude came to the main roster and he's like, I'm from fucking hell, man. Like, fuck. I okay, gotta... okay. So, Like, would but, you, would you right, is that cool right, to you? So,
0: Kane debuting in the middle of, like, just the beginning of the Attitude Era in 97. Yeah. Think about that time. They were getting rid of every fucking hokey gimmick they could.
1: That's true. And then here comes Kane. But it was a cool hokey gimmick. It's gotta be. It's, it's gotta, gotta Kane. be Kane. He's yep. gonna. He's gonna puke. Yep. But uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I. Don't, I just think the gimmick's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like, cause they. It, and I think part of it too is just because, like, I'll always know them as the Wyatt Brothers. The wide family guys. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like and all of a sudden they're like not that anymore. They're just something different. It's like what what happened? Like, now, do go, you think
0: like the, the problem with that is is that they never tell a story. no, not so much. they never gave him an opportunity to get outside yes. of that gimmick. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. They never did. And I think Luke Harper had shown a number of times that he was totally good to be a singles guy. Rowan was injured for a really long time, yeah. so he didn't never necessarily have that chance. But but yeah, I I just think I, I the gimmick's just really weird to me. I don't know. And that's again, just you know, that's just uh my pr- my my prerogative, I guess. Okay, but. so
0: like outside of the gimmick, so you have six guys, they can all go. Yeah. We saw the beat down the last time the Bloodjer Brothers actually interrupted a match between the Usos and the New Day. It was one of those savage beat downs. Yeah. Like especially that uh that the fucking bump
1: on the stairs that yeah. Woods
0: took was absolutely fucking unreal. Um I I can really see this match. These guys are going to go out there and try to steal the show. This is the first time that the Usos are actually on the main yeah, card. Good for them. New Day last year was even on the card. Yeah. So now you're highlighting three teams. They they know each other very well. They're going to go out there, and they're going to bring their best. Um, I got
1: the Bludgeon Brothers in this one. What about you?
0: Wait, 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 wait. wait. You, you said that you hated the gimmick. You buried it, and then you're like, I'm picking them mini out. Yep.
1: What do you
0: got? You know.
1: I want to jump on that before you did. I,
0: so. I wouldn't be surprised if the Usos end up winning. Really?
1: Yeah. Like.
0: Man, because like they've done it all, so now they got a little more claim to fame here. Sure. So you're building that resume going on Get the forward. WrestleMania. Because at some point
1: in time, you know, you're gonna you're gonna end up doing the Usos against the Hardy Boys. Yeah. You know Does that make the most sense. That is just the way to go. United States Championship SmackDown following it's Triple Mania. Wait, no, I can't say that, can I? That's copyrighted. Triple Threat <laughs> Mania, maybe I don't know. Uh, United sure. States Championship, Randy Orton the champion defending against Bobby Roode, defending against Jinder Mahal. Oh yeah, that's right. This is a Fatal Four Way now. Yes, against Rusev Day. So it's not a triple. It's it's Fatal Four Mania. Yeah. What do you what do you think, Jess? I mean, this is uh, there's been some rumors out there that Rusev was unhappy with how he's being handled, so they threw him into this Fatal Four Way to kind of to, to make. I, honestly. Rusev probably would have been my pick to win the Battle Royal had he not gotten into this matchup. Now, um, I
0: haven't heard that rumor, whether or not he was actually uh, unhappy with his situation. I almost wonder if some of it is, okay, if we don't have someone in this matchup that the crowd actually likes, true, going to get booed out of the fucking building. Um, a lot can be said about Randy Orton. And the guy is an all-time great. That's the crazy thing. And I think a lot of people really don't like him because he makes everything look so yes, easy. I agree. And being being that good at what you do is always going to lead detractors to you. Look at a guy like LeBron. Yeah. You know? Tom look, Brady. Tom Brady. You know, like, people are just going to hate you for being that good. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen Sound it yet. Solid point. You know, we haven't seen like it yet with Antonio Brown. Yeah. But I wouldn't doubt I we see it. it. I think totally it's coming. It totally will. Yeah. I mean, you're always going to have that backlash. It's just one of those things. So, looking at this matchup, you have... Bobby Roode, who's got basically over based on his his fucking entrance song, he's got the best entrance song in WWE right now. Yeah, it's just does. the way it goes. Jinder Mahal, like, a lot can be said about Jinder Mahal, man. Like, they took a gamble with this I guy. I think he's
1: grown. I think he's grown though. I really I, do. I
0: think he has grown as a like as a with his personality and stuff like that. It just had to take a while. Yeah. And I think losing actually kind of helps that because that builds up that frustration. of being a foreigner. It does. Um, he's finally getting the Singh brothers back too, so that helps him out here. Rusev. You know,
1: here's a guy who one of the most organically over. I mean, not yeah. or, I mean, he has a gimmick that everybody's behind. Yep. But it just came out of nowhere.
0: Yeah. He Rusev, for whatever apparent reason, like, just gets it. He gets it. Like, even if you're going back with his run as a heel, the, the match he had with Cena at WrestleMania. What, what What sucks though is like, man, the match wasn't that good, but his entrance was amazing. Yeah. It was a gr- one of the greatest WrestleMania entrances of all time. This could be that crowning moment. You put the United States Championship back on Rusev. I wouldn't be so shocked if he wins, but at the same time, I would not be shocked if Randy Orton actually walks out still with the championship.
1: Really? Yeah. I think I think Rusev is getting it here. Um You kind of just painted a perfect picture there, but uh I just he's so hot right now. You take advantage of that in that building. These fans are going to go hog wild for Rusev. It's kind of like, you know, every year there's always like that you know, and we might see it later on in the night with Daniel Bryan, but there's all. It always seems like there's like that one match or that one moment that everybody's like, yep, like mm-hmm. they 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 gave us one there. Like that was awesome. That was for and us, I, and that was for us. Even though maybe storyline wise or maybe long term wise, it doesn't make a lot of. It doesn't fit what WWE wants to do. I think you're gonna get Rusev getting the W here. People are gonna go crazy. Does he lose the belt on SmackDown? maybe but uh but i think rusev gets the w here up next we got the intercontinental championship now this one is a triple threat we don't have anybody added just yet nope, nope. the miz as the champ who has been kind of honestly teetering back and forth i mean he is a big heel but you know, on Monday Night Raw, he actually uh, he on commentary he actually started talking about his love for his new child, and it was actually very heartwarming. But anyways, uh, we'll be going up against Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, who a lot of people are also saying have had one of the best matches in Raw in in well probably since uh, the <laughs> couple of weeks ago when they did the the Gauntlet match. But yeah, yeah. nonetheless, they had a fantastic match on Raw. And, uh, Jesse, you got three guys right now that are looking to prove themselves as, uh, you know. Honestly, if you didn't have Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns kind of holding down the main event scene, these three, three guys would probably be in that discussion.
0: That is definitely
1: true. And it's been really kind of
0: nice, too, with this, with this few. They've really kind of built up the story very well. Um, it's just, it, it flows. It flows really well, like, logically. You have a good foil there with the Miz. You have two guys in Rollins and Bala who can go. Um, this, this match could definitely steal the show as well. Um, Going forward, you know, it's one of those things where is the Miz going to be ready to take that next step into the main event scene? Yeah. And be a permanent main eventer instead of being top tier, you know, mid-card heel. He's basically – and at the same time, though, it's like Rollins is trying to get back to that spot too. And Balor, who was basically earmarked for that spot at SummerSlam a yep. few years back, he's trying to get back into that spot. It's going to be interesting. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if we end up getting a very positive Miz crowd yeah, in this one. Yeah, I agree. Um, but then again, you know, it it's going to be interesting. I know a lot of people are picking this is going to be the moment they're going to put the belt on Balor. I don't know. Is it a moment where you put the belt on a guy like Rollins? Or do you actually keep it
1: for the Miz here? What I think is going to happen, this is this is my prediction, and it kind of goes moving forward a little bit. I do think Finn Balor gets the belt here Yeah. Um, with that. I think with the shakeup, we we're get we going to get a Rollins to SmackDown. It's been rumored for a long time now. I think it finally happens. I think Rollins goes over to SmackDown, chases the heavyweight championship there. We break up the shield a little bit, right? Because there's... I mean, we were kind of... They're that are all ship, on that the ship same sailed. Fucking show. That yeah. ship sailed. Um, and with Miz, I do think, post-mania, you can maybe do a little bit of an intercontinental struggle between Balor and Miz, but I think it's time. This dude has been... In that mid-card title, the mid-card title picture, not just like the mid-card, like he has either been in the United States Championship or Mm -hmm. the Intercontinental Championship picture for like what what feels like forever. It's time for it's time to give this guy an opportunity to go back up to the main card. You know what we can talk. We'll talk about it a little bit, but I think there will be an opportunity on Raw to do that post-Mania, and I think that that's where you do this, right? You give Mm -hmm. him a chance. Let him let him show what he can do. As that main event heel, and um, and I think that's what's going to happen. So I think you get you get Miz losing, but I think he's off to better things. You give Finn Balor a platform to really showcase the Intercontinental Championship as that Workers belt that it has been in the past, and I think Seth Rollins goes over to SmackDown and gets put back into the the heavyweight championship picture. So I think honestly, this match you're going to see all three guys with bigger and better things after uh, WrestleMania 34.
0: I like it. Let's move on. Um, Raw Women's
1: Championship. Oh, that's Look a at you good trying to one. figure out which match to do next. Raw Women's Championship. <laughs> Alexa Bliss, the champ, taking on Nia Jax. Jesse, here's my prediction. I'll give it to you, but I want to I want to give you the floor after I'm done. I think what they're going to do, and I think what they should do, I think Nia Jax should literally kill Alexa Bliss. I think this match should maybe be five minutes, and we're done.
0: Yeah, definitely, especially with uh, the way they've kind of built up the feud. As former friends, and you have Bliss kind of really – digging into Nia Jax for her size and being a bully, which is kind of funny, too, because you already have Bliss being on the yeah. record saying that she was bullied and stuff like that, and she yeah. had problems with an eating disorder. And then you you make it, like, easy fodder so weird. For a weird storyline. But at the same time, though, it's like I, I'm i not shocked or amazed because, like, if you're looking at the depth of women's storytelling on WWE main roster, they do this story all yep. the fucking time. Remember Piggy James?
1: Yep, I do. Yeah,
0: yep. you know, it's just one of those things. Um, Nia Jax winning? Totally cool with that. Totally cool with that because, you know, it's a fresh face with the title. You have to have a dominant champ on Raw. But you can put the belt on her at any time going forward. She's a made woman on that roster. She is. You can do whatever you want with this matchup. Just this is, might be a point where you want to crown the next yes. woman that you really kind of want to establish. and. I think they've been hesitant for a while with Jax, even back on NXT. They never gave her the strap. Yep. I think here and now, this might be the point.
1: Yeah, I definitely think so. A lot of people are behind her, and uh, Bliss has been in that spot for so long that I think it is it'd be a nice, uh, you know, change of scenery, both for the the roster and then just for fans in general too. We look up next, which honestly, Jesse, a lot mm-hmm. of people have been arguing what could main event WrestleMania this year. Okay. I personally, I, dude, I, honestly, I was thinking about this actually a couple for a couple of days. I was like, man, I wonder what, you know, because this is what I do with my time when I'm at home, not doing <laughs> I'm like, what could main event at WrestleMania? Yeah. Charlotte Flair, the champ, defending her SmackDown Women's Championship against Asuka. Dude, I totally think if you are ever going to have a women's match main event at WrestleMania, this might be – like, the opportunity. That's why I say that. I mean, yeah, Ronda Rousey maybe next year, in a couple of years, maybe even this year. But I think a singles women's match that's going to not only be able to be billed as the main event, but then live up to the hype in performing as a main event, this is the chance to do that. I don't think it will be this year. I don't think it will be the main event. But nonetheless, I think, uh, you know, because this is one... That we've been waiting to see for a while now, right? Yeah. Charlotte Flair is the she is the main lady for WWE. She is she is she's Ric Flair's daughter. I mean, she's been holding down the women's division as some would argue the top performer for a long time now. She's one of the best wrestlers, women's wrestlers that we've seen in a long time. And then you have Asuka on this two-year-plus dominant winning streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is. Th- I, you can't build to a better women's singles match than that. I, I, it's hard for me to think of something.
0: You no, know, you really
1: can't. Um, the stars aligned, as they say, for this one, where
0: you have that built-in story of Asuka undefeated for two and a half years, her dominant run in NXT, just running roughshod all over the Raw women's division. And at the same time, you have the golden standard over on SmackDown, yes. Charlotte Flair, where you know time in, time out, she has delivered the goods and really has become the face of this women's revolution. Um, this is the prime, I would this is definitely the biggest match I think for women's wrestling on this stage in a very long time and that's saying a lot. Yeah. Um I agree this could have been a main event on any other show but because it's on WrestleMania yep. it's probably going to be somewhere around hour 4. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I do not doubt that these two are going to tear it down. Like we could be looking at a match that could be considered an all-time classic by the end of the night because you have just just a really good story there. It's like, will Asuka lose? Can't can't what yeah. do you think? That I I don't know. I uh, personally, I don't think so. And the reason is because you've done this investment for as long as you have, and you've you've even weaved it into the Mix Max challenge. You know, her and Miz had a really good run there. It was a fun pairing. Um and the fact that she actually got to work with Charlotte Flair a little bit in that as well, you know, it, it's gonna be one of those things where I don't think Charlotte gets hurt by losing, but Asuka has a world to lose if she loses. I
1: agree. I absolutely agree. And they've been doing a lot of uh, Carmella teasing. And uh, I know we just talked about it, but keep your eye on Carmella cashing in on the Raw Women's Championship. I think there is a possibility of that. I know that we just talked about it's time for Nia Jax to get the title and to move on. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if we're talking about flip-flopping women, you get Asuka on SmackDown, you move a SmackDown lady over to Raw – the, the stars have kind of aligned for that, too, because Carmella has been teasing and cashing in that briefcase the past couple of SmackDowns now. It yep. has everybody thinking she's going to cash in on WrestleMania. Maybe she goes over to Raw and uh, kind of evens out that trade a little bit. Uh, next matchup on the CBS Sports card, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon taking on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn.
0: You know, Nick, you know we haven't actually done an episode of Grapple Talk oh, since yeah. basically Daniel Bryan was, was cleared. That's right, we haven't.
1: um So thoughts and opinions on that. So... I, it's great. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, he, what kind of stinks is that, you know, he's gone through all this stuff. He's done all these procedures. I know that he had some rehabilitation stuff going on with his brain. Um, but it's been three years and part of you kind of looks at it and you go, you're, you're really happy for the guy, but then you also get kind of sad cause you're like, dude, this guy just missed three years of prime of his prime. Yeah. Right. Uh, which is kind of disappointing. Um, I know a lot of people are kind of looking at this and saying, you know, all these dream matches he could do, but I've heard some guys mention this and I think it's a, it's a, it's a very solid point. Mm -hmm. I feel like every day, even though we know he's cleared, I feel like every Daniel Bryan match we watch, if he's ever seemingly stiffed in the head, we're going to be like, oh shit. Oh man. Oh shit. What, you know, what's going to, is something going to come out tomorrow where he's done wrestling? Like what's, (laughs) what's going on? You know, I think we're always going to have that in the back of our minds. Do I think that he's going to be coming back full-time? I hope he doesn't. Um, I think I think he has become that special attraction now where he doesn't need to wrestle every Raw, every SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Is that going to appease him? I don't know because I know that he wants to wrestle as much as possible. But now he'll have an opportunity where he can build up to being the main event, like the guy that can that can draw dollars and ticket sales and things like that for pay-per-views year-round. Um I I am I'm pretty pumped. I'm really excited to see where they go with this. I think over this time as as GM, I mean, he was so hot WrestleMania 30, but I think he has really come into his own as just playing, not a character on TV anymore, but just he he is being comfortable with himself. He's Daniel Bryan. He's Bryan Danielson, right? Um, so I think sky's the limit for what they want to do with him after the fact. Is he going to be a regular competitor? Is he going to be trying to win championships? I don't know, but I'd be lying. If I told you, I wasn't hella excited for the opportunity to maybe see Daniel Bryan and, and AJ styles or Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn in the singles or Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owen in the singles. Like I'm really pumped to see that kind of stuff. And, uh, It'll be interesting to see how this match goes here on Sunday in, in the tag team format.
0: Uh, definitely. So this story's been brewing for a while between, like, Owens and Shane. and then you got Sami Zayn in it. Sooner or later, Brian was going to get involved with it. He's kind of on the fence whether or not, you know, like Owens and Zayn and stuff like that. They did some really good character work, too, when Zayn and Owens actually jumped Daniel Bryan. Yeah. That was tremendous that was character really work. Um, This one, you know, I, I knew we were going to get, the Shane McMahon match at Mania. And last year, we were like, oh, him and Styles. Huh? But they ended up having one of the better matches yeah. on the whole card. Um, I think this time, you're going to have a really kind of fun tag match. This is going to be one of those ones where the stipulation, of course, is if Owens and Zayn right. lose, they're done on SmackDown. You know, you could almost make them jump over to Raw at that point in time, or you can have them win. It's one of those two things. So that's what we're going to have there. It's like whether or not they're going to jump to Raw the following night, they can jump Roman Reigns and do whatever the fuck they want to do, you know, who gives a shit.
1: Or they can actually win and
0: <laughs> kind of still make hell, like, you know, life they live in hell.
1: I, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, they get the W, you have Vince come in or whoever and say, you know what, Shane, Daniel, you guys wrestled at WrestleMania. You're supposed to be gen- What are you doing? Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, you say the GM same thing about Triple to. H and stuff, but I mean, yeah. this is we're talking about WWE here, so they always push it out of their ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it would make sense, right? You kind of kill the hype train a little bit with Daniel Bryan, and who knows? You could always do something, and it wouldn't make a lot of sense. But WWE seems to not really have that kind of you know sense. whatever whatever happened six months ago didn't actually happen. We just kind of forget about it. You know, uh, Shane McMahon trying to literally kill Kevin Owens off of Hell in a Cell. Yep. I mean, you don't know. Maybe we get Shane McMahon turning on Daniel Bryan here. You know, maybe we get, and people have been saying it, Daniel Bryan turning on Shane. Maybe you get something like that to cause Owens and Zayn to win because it wasn't too long ago that they were on Raw. So for them to jump right back to Raw doesn't make a ton of sense to me, especially with the shakeup already happening and with some rumors of some other top guys coming over. I think it makes more sense to keep those two on SmackDown where they have not more creative freedom, but they're able to really just kind of exemplify that best friend's really cool, like, indie, like, side angle thing. Um but yeah, I think actually you make a pretty solid point. I think it'd be it's 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 pretty easy to make a case that if um they they lose they just go to raw and maybe that's and it makes sense for Daniel Bryan to get the w on his way back. Um but but I I think I like the idea of of fans being a little upset at something tonight because yeah. as far as we've been doing predictions, I'm not sure if there's a single thing yet that we've said that's like, "Oh, that sucks." Yeah. <laughs> so definitely. Something definitely bad right. happening would maybe make some sense at some yeah, point. Yeah, Yeah, Although-
0: cuz you you got to give you got to give the heels their, their wins at some point in time. You got to do that.
1: Although with Shane McMahon too, I mean he hasn't he hasn't won a match yet since he came back. I mean, he's he's like oh three, so yeah, maybe like maybe that. he deserves a win. I don't know.
0: All right, well speaking about GM and uh, you know tag team matches, we got Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle taking on Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. What the hell is up with this kind
1: of stuff, man? Uh, I don't it know. feels like for the past couple of shows, they do like this same weird thing where they always they like, of, like mirror the stories. Yeah, isn't yeah. that weird? Like for a while there, Ron SmackDown were both doing the triple threats for the, the mid card belts. And then uh, now you have the the GMs and the commissioners or whatever. Yeah. And they're taking on, like, quote unquote, celebrity in Daniel Bryan and Ronda Rousey. Like, it's just weird. Yeah. It's, it's weird, it's weird how they always end up doing that stuff. Like yeah. last year they had. You know, Randy Orton against Bray Wyatt, which was like these, they were like the, they were family members and now they're hating each other's guts. And then you had Kevin Owens and Jericho. They were best friends and now they, they hate, hate each other's guts. Yeah. You know, I always think that's weird. I'm really actually pumped for this though. I'm really excited to see what we get from Ronda Rousey.
0: Yeah. I, she's been very polarizing to say the least since making the jump here to the WWE. Um, kudos for WWE though, to get a box office draw, like Ronda Rousey. Um, I know there's a lot of fans who are like, eh, you know, like making fun of her for, for her selling for fuck's sakes so are making fun of her for her selling. Yeah. She goes through the table and she's like, eh, you know, like you're making fun of her for her fucking selling, or you're making fun of her for like making light of it that she might not be the most natural on the mic. It's like, dude, you guys were sucking her fucking dick in the UFC. Yeah. So the second she jumps over, you're going to find every hole in her game for it yeah uh, but get used to it though because ronda rousey is going to be a main event player in the wwe for the next like three to four years
1: uh she is we talked about this but she is going to be probably the 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 reason as to why wwe women have the opportunity to be in the spotlight in what yep. has been a male dominant sport right yeah basically so uh I'm, re- I'm really excited for this. Uh, we've seen all these videos. I'm, I'm really excited to see her. And, and that's what's going to be different, too. I think a lot of people need to to temper their expectations because she's not going to go in there and chain wrestle with Steph no. and do all this uh, you know fucking cool stuff. I mean, Steph isn't at this point. She's not a wrestler. No. Um, she's a mother so- of two. She's a mother of two. You're probably going to get a bulk of what you're going to see from – but, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she tangles it up with, with Triple H a little bit, which will be really cool yeah, to yeah. see. But, you know, they've done a pretty good job in building this. I think it makes – the tag match, it just makes perfect sense. You can protect her a little bit, you know, because this is going to be her first match ever. Yeah. Yeah. At WrestleMania, uh-huh. the, last, the, the last thing you yeah. want to do is give her a singles match and be like, hey, go get it, kid. You yeah. know, it'll, it'll be nice to kind of get her feet wet and have Angle there by her side to help her along the way and have, you know, one of the best in the business and Triple H also be there to kind of guide her too. Um, and, and ultimately having it not be kind of like that stereotypical 15-minute match where you have to yeah. lock up and do all sort of stuff because it's kind of gimmicky with stuff being there. As far as predictions, I mean, it would make – it makes sense to me to go both ways here actually. Uh-huh. You know, you you are able to at some point WWE has to f- stop doing this undefeated streak thing. I think with Ronda Rousey, it would do her good to lose right off the bat, right? Or maybe you get a heel turn. Mm-hmm. That's also been talked about, right? Mm-hmm. You get a heel turn from Ronda onto Angle. That's that'd be that'd be kind of interesting, right? Um and she sides with with the authority. Jeez. Um and at the same time then you can also work the same angle where Angle loses and then Triple H is like dude you're out of here let's bring in uh let's bring in Jeff Jarrett to be the Raw GM which nobody wants to see but oh, God. Uh, but yeah I could see it going Ain't both I ways agree. here I th- I think I think when you th- when you when when it comes down to it though what makes the most sense is Angle has the ankle lock locked in on Triple H Stephanie's in the arm bar, and both are tapping their asses out in the middle of the ring yeah. after the match is over so I'm going to go with Ronda and Angle here
0: I I like that prediction cuz you you want to go off on a good foot with wouldn't it be one of your cornerstones here for the next four years with Rousey. So do something that people are going to have a very positive experience with that. Get the headlines, all that fun stuff. And it's a perfect time to do it. I mean, you can definitely protect her in a tag team match like this. Yeah. No one needs to go out there and kill each other. It's just one of those matches where you can definitely, man, you know, you can definitely just kind of protect her and make sure your investment pays off.
1: WWE Championship up next. We are closing in on the final couple matches of the show. I know everybody's talking about how they want this match to main event. Dude, I'm, like, at the point now where this show is so long. Sometimes <laughs> you're actually putting a bad predicament if you yep. are in the main event because it's like, dude, I'm, I'm all wrestled out. So, you know what? I'm not, I don't make a big deal about that. I could give two fucks what goes on last, to be honest with you. I don't know. It made a lot of more sense back in the day when the WrestleMania was, like, three and a half hours long, maybe yep. four hours long, right? And now it's seven hours long. Seven hours of wrestling. So, you know what, at the end of the day, these guys are getting the respect they deserve. They're in the WWE Championship match, with which regardless of which title is placed higher than the other, it has the prestige behind it. They're going to be on later on in the card, um, and, and they're getting a chance to work in front of record-setting audiences, right? Yep. So Nakamura, AJ Styles, we've talked about this before. It's the match all the Smarky fans want to see. It's going to be probably one of the top matches that night as far as mm-hmm. in-ring work. These are two guys that had killed it back in Japan. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty excited, honestly, to see what they're able to do because we talked about this. It's your perfect chance now to be able to compare products. You have two guys that worked in a main level, main event level at, at New Japan. Uh-huh. Just a couple of years later now, they're doing it for WWE on their biggest stage. Let's let's see. Let's see what the styles, the, the difference in styles is like, you know. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. And, uh, uh, Yeah. I'm jacked.
0: Yeah, this is a match that everyone wanted to see since both of them got signed. Simple as that. Um, the Wrestle Kingdom match, available free right now on the New Japan Pro Wrestling's right. YouTube page. It's also free on the NWJ, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling World page as well. Uh, go out and watch it. It's a fun match. Um, I think the crowd's going to eat up anything they do. That's the crazy thing about this one is like both of these guys are tremendously over with the hardcore fan base. And I think even like the casual WWE fans, I have a lot of casual WWE fans be like, man, I'm really looking forward to this matchup. This should be the main event, blah, 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 blah. I, you know, I don't, I'm tempering my expectations just a little bit. And you don't hear me on this one. I don't think it's going to go out there and light the world on fucking fire. That's yeah. what this match doesn't need to be. What this match really kind of needs to be. Is the coronation of Shinsuke Nakamura on the WWE stage. That's exactly what this match should be. You you have him go out there and had him fucking job out to fucking Jinmo Hall and it took a while to get that fucking bad stink it out. Did. It took a fucking long time. So now you have this opportunity here on the grandest stage of them all, and you're moving towards the next phase of Smackdown. Styles has been there, Styles has done that. You know, Styles has done a really good job being the anchor of SmackDown. But Styles is also hurt at this point in time. He's coming in when he's got a back injury. Ankle. Ankle as well. You know, he's a little beat up. You got to give him some time. This is a perfect opportunity to put that belt on Shinsuke Nakamura. You give him some motivation. Because like any other artist, right, your creativity is driven by your motivation. Right. So he's got the motivation now on SmackDown. He can really run with that ball. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I definitely think so. I I think it's a no-brainer. Yep. I think Shinsuke needs to win here. I'm thinking about it now, though, and there's a lot of people that are picking AJ Styles. Really? A not. ton of people that are picking AJ. Every, every, you know, whatever you want to call him, expert, podcaster, whatever, reviewer, WWE watcher, fan, smart, whatever you want to call them. they're all saying it makes more sense in the build that AJ Styles goes over here. Not that it makes more sense, but in WWE's eyes, it's, it's something that WWE would do. And now I'm thinking about it, and we've seen this before. Remember, back to WWE, Booker T... Should have beaten Triple H. There oh, was yeah. no fucking reason why Triple H should have won that match. I hate to bring it up again. I like Triple H. A lot of people say he buries people. Sting. Why the shit did Sting lose to Triple H at WrestleMania? Yeah. Sometimes it's to make points. Now, I know that AJ Styles was a New Japan guy. But I, you cannot sit here and tell me that one of the reasons why Shinsuke probably continued to lose to Jinder wasn't a message being sent that, hey, my WWE guys are better than any other shit in the world. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I, I, I you can't
1: tell me that, you know, the, the, I the, you go back and look I at understand. Booker T. The the big yeah. argument with Booker T was that it was a, a way to say, you know, I know we're well past WCW, but at the end of the day, WWE is greater than anything else. That that's, that's
0: weird conspiracy theory. I always thought it was, you know, and I, I still, I kind of lean on that. I, I wonder sometimes that they kind of work themselves into a the shoot with that.
1: Yeah, because they do. They I think honestly so. Honestly, do I think they're sitting there and they're going, okay, well now, and it's it's business, you know. Okay, we bring Shinsuke but
0: what in. We're the smartest business move to be. All right, hear me out on this one. They're both New Japan guys, but if New Japan is actually making a fucking run for your territory, don't you put your belt on the biggest star to come out of New Japan?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I I think I think it's a no brainer. If you're trying mm-hmm. to build up somebody, and as you mentioned, I mean. I, I just when I go back to what happened with with gender, it's like I cannot figure out why they did not give Nakamura the belt. I mean, there's no explanation. You couldn't. I don't give a shit. You could sit here and be Wrong like, time, "Oh, well, Wrong time. You could sit here and tell me, "Oh, they're trying to get gender over. They're trying to make him this champ. They had bigger plans. They had reasons, you know, for him losing." It's like he lost it. He lost. He lost to AJ Styles. It's like AJ didn't necessarily need the belt. He was the best wrestler in the fucking company. It's not like it was a. It was a. Payoff for AJ Styles. So then you look at that and you're just like, why the fuck wouldn't they put the belt on Shinsuke? There has to be a what? What is the reason? When the writers are sitting there, what is the reason that you don't give Shinsuke the belt? Then you can't tell me that it's because Ginger was hot. So so, think about this:
0: Ginger was not hot. I wonder. A lot of it was okay. So there, you had the matchup with Brock Lesnar coming up, at that Survivor Series. Yeah. So that's that makes sense. Why the belt? So, were you going to burn Brock Lesnar versus
1: Shinsuke Nakamura there? Well, we don't know if we're getting Brock Lesnar after Mania. I think we will. Well, you think they will? Well, and here's... Okay, now, now, now I will make the argument against myself here. Yeah. Part of it, too, we saw this a couple of years ago, right, with Bayley. Yep. How do you build Bailey into being the character that she was in NXT? You had the perfect opportunity leading up to WrestleMania to give her the championship. What did they do, though? They had her win the title on Raw, or yeah. what? Yeah. You wasted it. So maybe, okay. So I just bitched about it. But now we look at this. Mm-hmm. Shinsuke's first WWE championship at WrestleMania. You build him up as one of the biggest stars. Now, if he loses here, I'm going straight back to that argument. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're going straight back to compu- conspiracy land. Yeah, but if yeah, he
1: yeah. gets a W here, which he should, because, again, like the, sh- like the gender thing at the time, it would not make sense for him not to get the W. Um... Then we're all we're good we're golden. Yeah. It makes it makes too much sense. Let's talk about the uh, the next the, the next match. Who I don't th- this isn't necessarily in order. We don't know. This is just what CBS has posted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it is the expected main event at this point. Um, they've done a pretty good job building it up. Roman Reigns is actually getting some cheers here, which is kind of weird to see. Brock Lesnar, the Universal Champion, defending his belt after a year long reign against Roman Reigns. Part two. This is Roman Reigns' like eighth coronation at WrestleMania. <laughs> is it going to work this time, Jesse?
0: You know, it should have worked at 31, <laughs> but they fucked it up by having Seth Rollins get involved. Sure, I've been saying that since day one. That's just how it is. I don't think anyone's going to get involved in this one. You have no money in the banks. You have none of that shit. Um, if you go back and watch that 31 matchup, one of the most physical WWE championship good. matches you, you can find anywhere. And it really stood out that year because the, the work rate was there. The physicality was there. The brutality was there. We got the birth of, it's suplex city, bitch. You know, you got all that stuff. And now you're finally going to have these two guys, again, one-on-one in a singles match. And this has been building for over two years now, three years now. Yep. This is going to be one of those. It's going to be a fucking car wreck of a matchup. And I would not be surprised if by the end of it, you're like, holy shit, that was a lot of fucking fun. And it doesn't matter who wins this matchup. More than likely, it's going to be. Roman Reigns, just because it's going to be fucking Roman Reigns. Yep. they've been planning for this moment for a long time. For them not to go with Roman Reigns here, just to go against the grain,
1: I think would be a wrong business move. I do. Th- I I think so too. I think I think going against the grain would be a terrible decision there. I think this is Roman Reigns' chance. I I, I honestly, and this is kind of similar to what we just talked about with gender, but I feel like when we got to thirty one, Roman Reigns, it just he didn't feel ready. Right? Which is weird because, like, okay, so... Everybody literally, said literally, that he was okay. the guy on the shield. Yeah,
0: so, so, I know. Yeah, it said he it was the guy in the shield, but he wasn't ready after the shield breakup because there was holes in his game because he had to stick a mic yes. in front of him and he had to carry those 15-minute monologues, which, for fuck's sake, your company champion shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, right. That's just... They shouldn't have to do that. Only a certain special type of talent should be able to do that.
1: Um, but you look at him but, now. But you
0: put him in the, in the road leading up to that WrestleMania. He had that great matchup with Daniel Bryan. Probably one of the last really great Daniel Bryan matchups. And if you were looking at a point where this guy could be a main eventer, that should have been your hint right there was this guy could be your main eventer. Right. Now, now you're really fucking three years later. And it feels
1: like... He's still not there, though. He's
0: still not there. And a lot of that I is because you didn't give him that signature win. Because right. every opportunity he's had for the championship since then, besides you know beating like Triple H or stuff like that, but against Brock Lesnar, it has always been triple threat rules or fatal four ways or something like that, and he's been pigeonholed as that guy who takes L's then in those matchups, which fucking kind of sucks. I'm not defending Roman Reigns here. I'm defend. I'm, I'm actually trashing the way they booked him for the last. Three it was years. not
1: good. Yeah, I. I it's not I good at
0: all. But at this point in time, the writing is on the wall. If they don't go with him, I I perceive that to be a bad business decision.
1: Yeah, it would be an awful business decision. I, I and what I'm trying to say is that you know the big perception mm-hmm. was in '30 that he just wasn't ready, but it's hard to argue that he is not ready to lead a brand right now. Yeah, this dude goes out there. He constantly has the best matches night in and night out for for Raw. He can do those 15-minute monologues now. You know, yep. you can say what you want about him on the mic. He's 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 a good. Promo guy now. Um, And, you know, the kids love him. And even if you want to sit there and talk about the John Cena, the five moves of doom uh, for Roman Reigns, I mean, they are are, their moves. That are very recognizable. A lot of people like the drive by, the Superman punch, the spear. I mean, these things these are moves that people are like, oh shit. And if you're gonna give him shit for having five moves of Doom, fucking Okada's got five moves of Doom. Okada has five yeah. moves of Doom. He hits yeah. sixteen Rainmakers, he hits forty five drop kicks every single match. I mean, Kenny Omega hits thirty V triggers. I did the yeah. same thing. I tried I tried arguing with somebody on a subreddit once and they were like, Oh, it's different, man, because you know there's less there's less new Japan shows. And I was like, Well, I still just saw forty V triggers in one match, yeah, yeah. so you tell me what's right and what's wrong but um but i think this is this is i think this is finally going to be the chance where he can he can get the belt and um we can see what he can do with it because a- even after he beat triple h for the belt i mean he got injured or that was there was a, i don't remember what happened maybe it was a steroid thing whatever the wellness policy i can't remember but he basically it was just very, a very short lived title run this will be the chance for them to move forward with roman reigns and what i think would be a phenomenal idea in doing a program with the miz for your yeah. championship. I, I really think I so. I would
0: definitely be all on board for that one because that would be a really good one. Now,
1: with this, Jesse, uh-huh. I'm going to predict the ending of WrestleMania, okay? Right. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think that regardless of how much they love Roman Reigns and how much they think he has an opportunity to finally get over with the fans, I think they're still nervous about that. Yep. So what I think the plan is, we've been hearing about John Cena and Undertaker. John Cena and Undertaker. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to me that we're going to see an impromptu matchup between these guys at WrestleMania on Sunday. What makes sense to me is that we're going to get one year of build and get John Cena and Undertaker headlining WrestleMania 35 as Undertaker's final goodbye, his last match. How are you going to set that up? Well, Roman Reigns beat Undertaker last year. I think what we get is Roman Reigns gets the W – Holds his belt up high, and I think we get an Undertaker appearance right then and there. Beats on Roman Reigns and lays down the gauntlet for Cena at WrestleMania 35. You know, <laughs> it'd be an impactful way to end the night. Wouldn't it be? You get okay, you get people. Right, okay, you're smiling right, over there. Right, you don't know I, if you I, like I it. Or can not. Sigh, I can I can Kind of see in my head. But you, you get all the. I mean, you get people booing, cheering, whatever. But imagine that place erupting. Undertaker comes out. If Dead man, American Badass, whatever it is, he comes out. Lays down Roman Reigns, and then we get the build for a year because I haven't been. You know, you, you, typically when you're going up to Mania, you hear all these stories about Taker working out and getting in shape. I haven't heard any of that shit. Oh, there's been a few. There's been a few. But you give him a year, right? He's even when he's been doing that the past couple of years. It's like this dude is just he's beaten and broken down. You give him a full year to prep to to it's build actually up. Actually, two this full match. years. Two now. full years. But I mean, if you if you think about it from this to the next, it's like this is real, dude. You got three hundred mm-hmm. sixty-five days. To build this up and make it the biggest end of a career that we've ever seen with Cena and Undertaker. I think that makes sense, right? And again, we talked about it. This is one of the most stacked WrestleManias of all time. I don't yeah. think Cena and Taker needs to be there. And I don't I, I think it's a throwaway if you have Taker come out and be like, you know what, Cena you talking shit about me? <laughs> come on out, dude. Yeah. Like it doesn't what you sure, can true. do though is if you do bring him back as the American badass, for example. You get a year buildup. Now you allow an opportunity where you can tell a story. He can explain what happened after the Roman Reigns match. He can come back at Cena because Cena has been burying the fuck out of him on the mic the past couple of weeks. Burying him alive. He's been burying him alive. Yeah. So now you have an opportunity where for a full year you can build this up. Regardless of what you say about it, I know that Cena and Rock weren't going head-to-head from fucking April to to March, whatever, when they wrestled. Mm Mm-hmm. But it felt like a year built. It was like, oh shit, dude, we've been expecting this for a year. It's finally here. And yep. it honestly, it it wasn't the greatest match, but it was still like, dude, we're watching Cena and Rock right now. Like, holy shit, we've been knowing this is going to happen. It's been booked already. So that's what I think is going to happen. I, I don't think, and maybe that's not how it gets set up, mm-hmm. but I, I don't, I don't think we're going to see Cena and Undertaker on Sunday. I think we're going to get the announcement for that match at WrestleMania 35.
0: Hey, see, I like that idea. Like,
1: I really do. It's a lot
0: better than, like, the the idea that's been thrown out where Cena comes out, talks his trash, and all of a sudden, Kid Rock starts playing American Badass, and here comes Taker on his fucking bicycle and shit like that. Like, that would be a lot of fun, especially if they kept it, like, a really kind of fun, brawly type of match like that. um, I mean, I'd be jacked to see it. Yeah, yeah, same here. I like that, um, you know, WrestleMania 17 match between Triple H and Undertaker. Yeah. they just go all over the place. Yeah, they went all over the place. That'd be awesome. Um... So, so okay, I can kind of picture this Roman Reigns-Undertaker scenario with you. So, Roman Reigns is doing his celebration bullshit, blah, 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 camera's on him. Maybe you cut to black. Yep. Maybe just all the lights go out, and then you have the pile of Undertaker's clothes. Oh. All right. I'm getting goosebumps. All right. So, and then the Roman Reigns is like, what the fuck? And maybe you have a gong, and then he disappear. And you're like, what the fuck? And then gong again. And here's the Undertaker right behind him. <laughs> yep. Fucking, like, does the eye, give fucking a fucking slam, blah, blah, blah. But but to throw perfect. down, but you're doing it there against Roman Reigns and his coronation thing to set up a fucking match against Cena. So you're ruining game. Roman Reigns. So that might be one of the, the cases there that they would not do that.
1: But we've seen it for a number of times, right? Roman Reigns wins the Royal Rumble. Send the Rock out. Roman Reigns wins the Elimination Chamber. Have Braun Strowman beat his ass. Yeah. It's like, it's just, it's something WWE does because I think they Vince, I think they're nervous that he's not going to get, that he's not going to. End the night how they want it to be ended. They want they want Roman Reigns to go,
0: yeah. he's like, Yes, yes, yes. But yes. they're not gonna go, yes, 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 yes. If sometimes the good guy doesn't always win. Yep. And sometimes the guy you perceive to be the good guy is technically the bad guy. Yep. Let the fans dictate your fucking product a little bit when it comes to your top dog. Right. If you want Roman Reigns to be your top dog, he doesn't have to do it as a baby face. Yep. You know? simple as that he doesn't have to do it as a baby face if there's anything you've learned over the course of fucking booking wrestling since the 70s vincent k mcmahon is sometimes you find something on accident and it ends up being the biggest thing in your fucking company's history right look at stone cold steve austin yep look at daniel bryan what you stumbled on here by accident is roman reigns being the top fucking heel
1: you really go with it yeah
0: go with it and it's not because the fans are rebelling against your product has nothing to do with that. Fans, t- their choice in wrestlers changes.
1: Yeah. So,
0: they're gonna choose who they hate and who they love.
1: That's just the way it goes. Go with it. The Thing with Roman Reigns is that, mm-hmm. it, it, honestly, this is a time where, you know, we talk about this all the time. There's not a there's there's a not there's no longer a fine line between a heel and a babyface. But we're also on a time right now where really good heels are hard to come by. Oh yeah. I mean, you got Miz. Owens and Zane have been doing a pretty decent job. Roman Reigns just has the the perfect skill set to be your top heel to take on any babyface that comes at him, and uh, it's something they just never, they couldn't, I don't know, for whatever reason, um, they just couldn't buy into it, because to me, a top heel is just as important as a top baby, but... Obviously, that's not uh, that's not how uh, Vince feel, uh, must view it. Uh, last but not least, before we take our last break and then we close <laughs> things up, Jesse, we didn't talk about this. Elias Sampson will have a musical segment. <laughs> I want your prediction for which WWE former or current superstar crashes the party. It's gotta be The Rock. Think so?
0: Hey, why not have a rock concert
1: with Elias? I got. I'm thinking Jericho, man. Jericho? I'm thinking Jericho. They had an altercation at, at uh, Raw 25 or whatever. Yeah. And uh, Jericho's a singer, man. I think that would make sense. I think it'd be hilarious. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. I, a lot of people have been saying rock. Maybe Stone Cold, too. Stone Cold's going to be in New Orleans. Hmm. So um, that's uh, that's also something that uh, people are wondering about. What's going
0: to happen? Yeah, whatever it happens. It, uh, hopefully
1: it's not Flowrider. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Yeah. What are, what's a Flowrider song again? I don't know. I honestly can't think of anything on the top of my head. Yeah. I can't think of anything. I uh, neither can I. Well, Kid Rock will be there. Yeah. I'm pumped, man. It's going to be a
0: fucking Hall of Fame. Holy shit.
1: It's gonna be a fun time, man. I'm super excited about it and I'm excited to watch all this wrestling this weekend. I took off work on Monday. I'm pumped, even though I have mm-hmm. a jam packed schedule. I'm kinda actually freaking out about it. But any but regardless, it's gonna be a fun WrestleMania weekend, dude.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to sitting on my
1: couch for nine hours. And pizza. And pizza. Oh. Do you eat cheese pizza? I do. No pepperoni pizza. No pepperoni pizza. Oh my god, it's real. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: To uh, to quote uh, the lady friend's littlest one, "Do you eat pizza with pepperoni on it?" Well, oh, every once in a while, right? You know. And he's like,
1: "No pepperoni's yuck, yuck." What? Yeah, dude, I love meat and pepperoni. I yeah, uh, sometimes I when we that. make homemade pizza, we buy the pepperoni, and I'll just eat it out of the package. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. All right, let's take uh, one last break. We'll wrap things up when we come back. This is Grapple Talk.
0: Hey everybody, this is RGG from the Regular Guy Gaming Podcast on the Grapple Talk Network. I think it's
1: safe to say if you like wrestling, you also like games. So join me and my co-host Ragbag as we talk about old games, new games, games we love, games we hate, special guest interviews, and of course, Ragbag's love for Luigi Mansion. That is all on Regular Guy gaming check us out well that does it for grapple talk uh this is the post show edition uh this is grapple talk talk
0: yeah talking about grapple talk
1: talking about grapple talk (laughs) and uh yeah man we've already been i mean it's been like what one and a half maybe two hours yeah
0: this has been one of our longest episodes in a while and a lot of it's because you know we're catching up and we're also talking about nxt takeover and wrestlemania and wrestlemania is just a long show and there's a lot to preview coming into this one Um, It's always interesting going into, like, WrestleMania season, Nick. Uh, You see wrestling fans come out all over the woodworks giving out their opinions, sharing matches, talking about it on the social medias, and sometimes you just kind of run into them in random places.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I ran into one over at work. I don't know if you are setting me up for that, uh, but I uh, ran into one at work. It was really cool. We talked about New Japan Pro Wrestling, and uh, it, it's almost like you're like, oh, dude, like I just found somebody that I want to be friends with now because we we enjoy the <laughs> same thing. Um, but it's a really exciting time too because it's an opportunity be- to look ahead at what to expect from wrestling in the future, right? Because this is usually a time where WWE in particular will kind of um, you know, kind of shuffle the deck a little bit and say, All right, well let's let's start planning out the next year because obviously the ultimate goal is to always have your blow offs at WrestleMania. So um Really exciting stuff and really exciting to see where they go with everything. And honestly, it's just a fun time to be a wrestling fan. We say this every time we get to Mania. Like, is Taker going to wrestle or not? I'm I'm super pumped about that. I'm super excited to hopefully see this dude come out to the stage in New Orleans. Like, I'm super excited to see what Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar have planned. I'm excited to see Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander in the pre-show. Like, I'm just excited for all these things because it's fucking WrestleMania, dude. Like, I'm jacked about it. And, uh... And yeah, I I I have a lot of things going on at work right now. We're like in the thick of things as far as wedding planning. Um, we're still kind of looking at buying a home, uh-huh. and uh, you know, for, I'm just I'm for for once in a long time, I'm actually looking forward to wrestling. You know what I mean? So uh, super <laughs> yeah. pumped!
0: It's gonna be a fun time. Um, if you want to join us in the festivities, always add us on the Twitters. We're oh, yeah. At the Grapple Talk, you can always follow us on the Facebooks as well. Um, I wouldn't doubt. I don't know. I don't know if like one of us would be live tweeting or not. You know, usually we kind of stay away from that. I know last year we ended up joining the uh, the Wisconsin wrestling fans thing. we oh, yeah, right. had a lot of fun with that. But um,
1: maybe maybe we'll do on the Facebook page. We'll do a live stream. We'll just put a we'll put one of our phones up, and it can just be our reactions to WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, uh, you know what it's going to be for like you know it'll get to like hour three, and we're all sleeping.
1: I remember last year. That's kind of like at one point I was like getting kind of sleepy. I was like, I getting I'm tired right here. Like I don't, I don't know. I'm yeah, just it, it
0: was a it was a long long WrestleMania last year as well, but. I don't know, Nick. Like, it was good getting back in the studio. You know, we, hopefully, let's not go like three weeks now.
1: Yeah, I mean, there should yeah. be quite a bit to talk about next week. I'm sure we'll be back in the saddle. I don't. We we've been doing Monday mornings for a while, and it's just not very conducive, especially to, to wrestling in general, but to really this week because, you know, we record Monday morning, and then there's going to be so much stuff happening yeah. on Monday and Tuesday night. So I would expect, you know, if you guys are listening to this, to. Uh, have another podcast of the flagship drop <laughs> later next week, maybe. Yeah, every, you know, after maybe, things kind of settle down. Maybe we
0: should start doing shows like on Thursdays or something like that, yeah. so we actually get the whole plate of everything going on. We can preview shows coming up for the weekend or whatever. You know, it just seems like we have more opportunities to do that. Maybe like a
1: like a Thursday afternoon. Sure, sure. Well, thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Hopefully, you have a safe and fun WrestleMania weekend. Regardless if that has WrestleMania in it or not, maybe you are. An ROH guy. Maybe you're gonna watch ROH and you just you're fuck WWE. That's cool too, man. Maybe <laughs> maybe you're booked on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Maybe you got things going on. That's also cool. Just have a good weekend and because uh, it's one of the biggest wrestling weekends of the year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there is no bigger weekend for a wrestling fan than this one right here. All righty, guys. We'll catch you next week. As always, support independent wrestling. Support all wrestling and uh, stay classy.